What's going on, everybody? It is Saturday, February 17th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy Podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe, a.k.a. Friday Night Special Zoe. With me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. I thought Cody Bellinger was going to be a Cub by now, but uh, hey, if, as long as he's on the team before the season starts, I'll be happy. Getting a little antsy, but <laughs> thought, thought yeah. it was going to be this week. And the good Reverend K. Fids. I fucking feel like Dory from fucking Nemo right now during this. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming till they sign belly. Just keep swimming. It'll be fucking May. And just keep swimming. But ah, we're just Still, floating. We're floating with our rum ham waiting for Cody Bellinger to sign. We got a lot to talk about tonight. We actually got baseball stuff to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. We got pitchers and catchers reporting, which means... Spring twain, spring spring training quotes. Spring training. Spring spring training quotes, and they are out in the dozen. We already got guys in the best shape of their life. We already got you know guys looking to make a team. So we're gonna talk about those. We're gonna talk about shitty new baseball jerseys. We're gonna talk about non-roster invites. We're gonna talk about guys that aren't on the Cubs officially, and a lot, lot, lot more. I'm gonna learn to talk eventually throughout this show. So it's a Friday night special, ladies and gentlemen. Mumble Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy. As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery. SportsMockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications to get all the latest and greatest MLB news, NFL news, NHL news. There's been news across the board for what's usually a pretty uh, like dead era for sports. We got a lot of offseason talk with the both baseball teams with the uh, spring training opening up. We got Connor Bedard coming back with a broken jaw uh, for the Blackhawks. And then the Bears are on the top of every talking head in sports right now. So Sports Mockery, SportsMockery.com. Download the app. Turn on the push notification. It's also brought to you by Uncle Bud's, 9700 South Cicero. For you old school Southsiders, it's where TC's used to be in Oakland. Great food. Wide variety, wide variety. I still can't talk. Wide variety of things that'll get you drunk. It's Friday, uh, so I gotta get loosened up. Just go. I'm trying to. That's what this big jug of purple is for. Um, <laughs> purple drink. Don't worry about it. it's my cup. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Buds. So 
and for those of you listening to the podcast and not watching, if you're watching, you obviously know we just got 20% more handsome. But our boy, the Big J journalist, Mitch, has joined the show from some sound booth that we think is in his TV station, but we have not. It is. I can turn yet. it around. See, there, there's, oh, there's could, be a, could be a Jamie Gunn's house, though, uh, also, if you guys know that. Very fancy. Oh, wait, fellas, pause. We got our first super chat of the night from our boy Drew. Actual baseball news. Here's to the mumble edition. Love you, Zoe. Thank you, Drew. I promise the more I drink, the more I'll be able to talk. See, that's the thing about the Friday night special shows, folks. Except for Mitch, nerd. We could all drink during because I don't drink during the school week. Had you consulted me on the time, then we, I would have suggested what time would you what, what time would you want us to do this? Saturday, so I could hop on the whole show. <laughs> no, that mistake it's I had on the weekend, isn't it? it. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I actually don't drink on school nights, so I get to drink during this show, so this should be interesting. That's why I have a big, again, mason jar full of purple. purple uh, keep eating edibles the whole podcast. Yep. Should be fun. Let's start, fellas, though. I want to start with the hot topic right now throughout all of baseball, and it's the shitty new jerseys. They're terrible. They're terrible. And you know that Fanatics and Nike are hearing the social media shit because they're already in uh, like damage control mode. Because if you guys notice, they started tweeting out players at last year's all-star game being like, wow, this jersey's so nice. It, it really fits my athletic prowess. And that that I, video that Jason Hayward yeah. shot, that was clearly yeah. thrown together in the last minute. Yep. And then they, it's like Kelly Jansen. I mean, he's just like, yeah, I can breathe in this thing. Well, bro, you're 300 pounds. Like, come on, dude. Like, find someone else. But something else. But here, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the one on the left is last year's jersey. The one on the right that looks like he bought it off the bargain bin at Kmart is. It looks is like one of those cold jerseys. Is this spring training or just like a regular season jersey? I, that's I what that's everyone's freaking tra- out about. <laughs> Yeah, if it's a regular season jersey that's fucked up. But if it's a spring jersey, that's dry fit season anyway, man. It's spring, you know training. What, though, spring training jerseys last year didn't look that bad because, like, no. even the, like, the logos were always different for like the White Sox anyway. They, they're not logo. saying. They're, they're not saying, saying it's only spring training. They're like well, they these are the new jerseys. The guys. Here, put they it back up real quick, Joe. Can you put it back up real quick? Yeah, hold on. Now, see for this one, since the picture on the right is him at spring training, I'm not sure if that's a spring training one. I'm getting you one yeah, that but- I know is an actual on the field one. The one on the left looks like it's wool or 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 I don't know what are the other fabrics that we use that that little whatever that shit is. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, no, God, polyester. Yeah, polyester maybe. Uh, but. The the dry fit thing is a thing though. That's I mean that's I get that. Well, well put it like it's so like dry fit with like pressed on numbers to me. Yeah, that doesn't look like stitched, right? Is it stitched on the like, left for the people no, doing they on are YouTube? Pressed. They are Steel and talk, I mean, that's 2023. And then the smaller template name is on the right. The numbers are smaller. The the MLB logo was put down for some reason. I don't know. That's the big all right. So that's the thing right off the bat. Sorry, Mitch. That's the thing, like right? The <laughs> I don't like the names on the back of those <laughs> Cubs homers anyway, though, because the Cubs home uniforms aren't supposed to really have the names on the back. I, I that's actually a newer thing that they started doing recently. No, the, oh, that that's the biggest point that everyone's pissed off about. Nike again, it's Nike. It's, it's it is Nike. Fanatic sucks though, so let them eat it shit too. But, the, but no, no, but Nike bought Fanatic, so it's it's we we shit on owners. I'm shitting on the owners. It's Nike. They're the ones. Fanatic. Yeah. Make their own designs. They're taking Nike's orders. 
they just made every single font for every single team the same. The right. same. The same yeah, for every single team the same. And it's like, this is... What There's the Cubs one. Look at the font for the Cubs names. And here's the Mariners, New Jersey, on the right. It's the same it's font. Default font. It's default font from their Microsoft oh. Word. It's it's like Arial. It's, it's basically, somebody Arial. put it perfectly. It's like everyone's cutting costs. Nike just found a way to cut costs. Like, all right, we don't have to do different stitching. Let's just do all the same fucking uh, letters for every team. So we don't have to do whatever fucking engineering at the at their manufacturing plants. Like well, how, how long till owners bring, blame Scott Boris for the fact that they cut corners to get the, the uniforms cheaper made and charge well, $50, we're all blame, well, $50 we're all, for screen training? Well, you already said it was blame Fanatics. Even it's Nike. Well, it's interesting. Even when Nike first took over before Fanatics was distributing, I know like down in Missouri, all the Cardinals people were pissed off. Because like Nike didn't want to, they wanted all the jerseys to be like two colors because it cost extra. Well, the Cardinals logo's got like the extra yellow kind of in the front, so they wanted that. Where Nike's like, hey, we want to, we're cutting costs. Well, the Cardinals got all up in arms, like, no, 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 this is historic. We want the three things. So that was a big battle just to even get that done. Uh, so now I know they're like a lot of these teams are ticked because a lot of little specialty stuff like that each jersey has like that's unique. Like some, I think there's one thing. Uh, it was like the Phillies or something with like the stitching or whatever, and now they're not doing it. Just cutting the what, real ones will know that the best uniform maker ever has always been Powers. Powers always makes the best. Um, and Nike Under Armour, I will say, of all the uniforms that are made by Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, except they all struggle. Uh, Under Armour is dog shit uniforms. Uh, I honestly, Nike falls in a close second. Adidas actually makes some pretty good shit now. Um, that's the that's the crazy part, but. Nike's got the contract. I mean, I've seen some I, Nike and Under Armour literally every year are like the proverbial like mail it in shitty ass. Like the players don't want to wear that shit. It feels it doesn't feel great. And, it just it feels cheap. All right, so these jerseys are bad enough. And the first thing you notice, like all of a sudden, is where the MLB logo is. It's below the collar line. Collar line now. That looks like shit. The font looks like shit. It's small. And have you seen guys with longer names? Have you seen the back of Verlander's jersey? I cannot wait to see. Crow Armstrong stretch. Yeah, you're not gonna all be able to read it. It's gonna look like Jack Kerouac's scroll. Like it's yeah, gonna... you're gonna have to squint to read that from the bleachers. Like it's I terrible. Think it was play. off center too. If you he look at it, like the Verlander was not center. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another thing. It's like these are, the lettering is off center on things. Yeah. No, it's terrible. Like Talkman doesn't quite look center. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at Suzuki. So, he's he's got six letters, and the Z is way further to the right in I, that central thing than the U. I do have yeah. to point out the the these Cubs ones that we're showing right now. Those are like I think those are the replica ones. Those are the ones like are sold at the team store. The reason this is such a big deal that's become a big story is because like the players are pissed off about how they feel. I I, I think most of the complaints from pitchers because they can't do they can't really do their. I think I've heard uh, in Ian Ian Happ's uh, podcast they're talking about like they can't do their custom like fitting for their pants, which seems crazy. That's okay. <laughs> like, I'm glad you brought up the pants though. Cause if you guys seen, like we're talking about the, the jerseys, a lot of these players are bitching about the pants, man. They're like, they're not form fitting. They're not like baseball pants. They're supposed to be a little bit tighter so you can move and whatever. They're like kind of almost like baggy. They're either, ba- yeah, they're either too baggy or not like, you know how guys like, like tight ass pants. Like, you know, we saw, I think I Robbie Ray pants. has a tight ass pants. I think uh, one of the Yankees yeah. believers was in that athletic story. Tommy Canely, former White Sox. Yep. It's like, yeah, like, hey, we should be able to like customize how we've always we've always been able to. We can't do that. What the fuck? Right. These are 
they're just horseshit. And I mean, we got a, a hometown guy. Well, not a hometown guy, but a guy that currently plays in Chicago, the shortstop for the Cubs, superstar Dansby Swanson, who has a contract with Nike, is among some of these athletes that are being very vocal, but also using the fact that they technically are like Nike employees in a way to call up the bosses and be like, yo, this ain't it. Like, this is the terrible. Cra- it's so weird that there's one. It just doesn't feel like there's any feedback from the players. Like Nike's like, we're gonna design this shit. Who? No, 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 no. Don't ask the players what they think in the, in the process of the design and the fabric. No, no, no. We're just gonna let's give it to them at the end and see what they say. Hey, surprise! There was in that in that story from the Athletic that was uh, with a whole bunch of uh, I think it was mainly well, it was both camps in Arizona and Florida. But apparently, Nike did some tests with like 300 players last year. So I want a list of those 300 players. So weekend, motherfuck them, because apparently they're the ones they think they took whatever suggestions. Well, I told you they, they they keep they keep using that same clip from the All Star game. So they wore these jerseys in the All Star game last year, and they got all these. They got not all these. They got a couple players that are like, oh, these are great. Like they're so breathable and, blah, blah, blah. but. It's just they look terrible. They look like you know, they looked, you know the players who complimented thought that it was just for the night that they wouldn't have to yeah. wear them again. They were just being nice and political. They didn't were not were like, oh yeah, I can't wait to have these next spring. No, they were just like, oh yeah, these are great. They're I said my part now. Can I go? Good, put me on Instagram. Gotta go. And they were. I doubt they had any idea this shit was going to come down the line. And I'm trying know. to find a picture of the new pants, but I can't find it. Sure. Are those also very uh, – are, are they using the Under Armour <laughs> dry fit? Uh, no, well, like we were saying, they're just – they're not normal pa- baseball pants. They're like baggy. They look like guys playing 16-inch softball wearing baseball pants. And these guys like their shit tight now. They like to they like to curl that bottom – that back ankle underneath the spike, over that back – back over the heel. I think for – Or cut it completely. Going back to, like, the fans' perspective, like the, the, the jerseys that they're, they're going to be selling to the public – like nothing, sti- nothing's gonna be stitched on anymore. It's, it's just printed pressed. on now. No. Like people are pissed off about that. Stitching makes it feel like it was actually like taken with tender care. Like it makes it feel like it matters. Like it makes it feel like someone took the time. I know it's not because they're obviously using like machines and whatnot, but it yeah. is still nice that 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 lay, that that, that uh, risen letter that feel where it, it feels like someone took the time to well and they don't fall apart as easily too you get those press ones and you wash them a couple times oh, and yep. they're, you're screwed like, you're you know, yeah and you're still and we, paying the same price they're still like 175 i was bucks. gonna say mitch and that's the thing oh you would think like all right they're you know they're cutting costs like oh you would think oh price is gonna go down a little no uh, you i think there's like a 20 dollar difference if you want I forget what the feature is that like before was just like on, on all the jerseys. Now it's like you have to pay more for just like a little add-on that was always there. Like I think it might be maybe one of the emblems or something on a specific iPad, jersey. Probably. And that's just so crazy. Like, God damn, dude. Come on. Come on, Nike. Yeah, I was looking on their website because I wanted to get little Zola, like an actual. A Tim Anderson Marlins jersey? Maybe. But I wanted to get him uh, Luis Robert. You know, one uh this City Connect one that says Southside. I was like, okay, cool. They had Mancata and Eloy. That's it. Uh, wouldn't you want the best player on the team to be available on the web to buy? Oh, trade coming? For who? <laughs> why, they, why aren't they, they selling his jerseys out? cost. They know Robert's getting traded. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you notice what wasn't up in the window in that Cubs uniform window? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any uh, 
There was no uh, 24. Wait, he's not on the team. <laughs> oh, it's problematic. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Luis Robert, Tim, not, not for sale. I will say, if, uh, if any of you are still big Tim Anderson fans, it's a good time to go buy his jersey. They're like 70% off. Oh, man. Yeah. That's that's where that's at. I just it, don't like them. They've been sent overseas with the uh, the San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl champion T-shirts. Yeah. Yep. And the well, and with Tim, but uh, I I think it's hilarious speech. that all of a Miami's sudden Miami's not flooded away yet. Come on. All of a sudden, <laughs> we've been talking about it almost every week on this show. But all of a sudden, everyone's like, "What's wrong with Tim Anderson? Why I can't believe Tim Anderson's not signed yet." Worst player in baseball statistically last year. I know he still has stuff left in the tank, but he brings a lot of baggage with him to that worst player in baseball. And I was looking at. I told the, all. Of, I said it a bunch of times on the show, and I got eye rolled. I got deep side by the man in the suit. All this shit. He's not the attraction that people thought he was going to be. And that's I was player of baseball is a bit of a stretch, though. Hey, he was statistically. That's why I said statistically before uh, that I sentence. I think we could probably find some. I do. Statistically, I, he was I do think player. we need to point out there by the way. Wise, yeah, there was some numbers where he was the worst hitter in baseball amongst qualified hitters too, which is important to add. But I think we should point out that Zoe just said statistically really well just now after that rough start. That's a that Thank we you. need to keep it positive up in here. That was well, we're, no we're half, how we're halfway did, through uh, the jug. How much did Whitmerfield Whit got eight million guaranteed? Right, I believe so. Uh, from the Phillies, like yes. Ta is not going to get that. He's gonna get like four, five. I was gonna say five, yeah, like probably around five. I would think get a million per kid that he's had. Well, the last oh, oh. Well, he probably wants more, and he's holding that. That's probably why it's taking so long from the sign. Yeah, by the way, you guys want to talking about uh, the decision to that TA was let go. Chris Getz, that was one of his first big moves. Did you guys see the Gregory Santos news? He's got a little. He showed up to Seattle camp with a little bit of a lat issue. He's oh. not pitching right now. Let gets cooked. Gets 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 the cooked. guy. Let gets <laughs> You sly dog. <laughs> he's totally fine. He's healthy. Let's trade him. It's like, hey, White Sox fans, maybe, maybe the White Sox like didn't get as much because maybe Seattle knew that Gregory Santos was coming in with a little something. That's so that's why they gave up the guy who walks twenty like, guys. Gets was like, ah, our medical people checked him out. He's fine. Are these the same medical people that are doing the rehab plans for Moncada and Eli? No, no, no. Different guy. Different. Right. Or m- maybe he passed out on the plane ride and someone like kicked him or something. Because we all that's know he's true. a deep he sleeper. Yep. He's a very deep <laughs> sleeper. Uh, but that's, I mean, I like that. I didn't know that. I didn't see that news. That's interesting. And you always, and you always, hey, with relievers. And especially again when you're on a bad team and you're rebuilding, and this is what this is to rebuild. You can get cooked. You're you can get really bummed out if you wait a few extra months. <laughs> because great yeah. people were like, Oh, well, why didn't you keep Santos? You know, his stock could have risen even more. Like you could have gotten hurt. a lot more at the trade deadline. It's like you don't want to risk it because again, this is a guy who kind of came out of nowhere. This was his first full I year. Did come out of nowhere. Before it's really like sell high as soon as possible. A lot of control issues and like hardly ever even pitched in the major league. Now, now for the Cubs, this guy hasn't he hasn't met the expectations that Kevin and I had last year, but it's still looking like a good trade. 
the Cubs traded at the time. I didn't like the move, but when they traded, oh man, what's his name? It was a relief pitcher. They traded uh, to the Ox Yankees. Ox for Wisniewski. Oxberger? No, what the hell is his name? No, no, no. Damn it. the sidearm, the, the the guy that dropped yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, Scott F. Efros. Efros. Scott yeah. Efros. Scott Efros was having a great like, uh, I think it was first half of 2022, and then like maybe second half of 2021. A little bit he pitched, but he hadn't pitched that much, and he was like an older an older rookie, like 26, 27. And I and, and I was like, oh, okay. The Cubs were able to get you know a little uh, mm. diamond in the rough here. He's obviously a little older. Team control. Keep him around. He's a good pitcher. Why are you going to trade him? Dude went down. I think he had Tommy John. I think he has another injury now. A back issue with the Yankees. So that's that's this, these are the type of moves you want to see your GM making. You you want to sell high on some some of these relievers. So Mitch, how much time you got? I got about 20 minutes. Okay, let's do this now while we have the, the even two two split. Let's talk about non roster nine and ten. Let's talk about non roster invites. All right. Although how many do you want to do from each of us? Three? Whoever, whoever you guys think, whoever you feel the most confident. It can be two, it can be three, it can be just one and guy. So we want the guy we're most confident will make the team or most confident will do well, like actually play. Oh, from our current teams right now? The not from, yeah, you whoever you the think Cubs. is going to make the team. Make the team. Well, from, it's just, NR, from, the, from the NRI. From the NRIs. The non-roster Go guys. Go ahead, Mitch. Fire it off. Well, Start. It just, we'll do one at a time. There is a lengthy article on Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com, breaking down the White Sox outfield battle, where you can read all about some of the non-roster invitees, which also cost me a lot of sleep because I was working that night, and I had to, they were like wanted me to get back up at 4 a.m. for the morning show. So I didn't have much time because I had to write my story for that. And I was like, well, I also want to write about this. So it kind of cost me a lot of sleep. But to answer your question, Aldo, for the non-roster invitees, for the White Sox, I think Kevin Pillar is probably going to make the team as like their outfield, like fourth outfield, their slash platoon guy too. Um, the splits are a little bit better than Sheets. He also is a good defender, uh, which Getz has been saying all offseason. They're trying to improve the defense. So I could see him and Fletcher kind of doing a little platoon thing if they don't give him the full time uh mm -hmm. starting job other guy i think moustakis also has a chance now that they added him i think he, he i i think he's probably the next best option because out of the other outfielders that were not in roster invitees it's rafael ortega i don't think he probably Ooh. will brett phillips good oh, defender really hit don't think he's gonna make it mark payton he's probably just like a triple a fill-in type of guy maybe mm -hmm. one of the pitchers but my money i'm going moose because I don't think they fully trust Nicky Lopez. I think they would rather have him as their utility guy off the bench, and then you get another left-handed bat with Moustakis. So I think him and Phillips are the two that sneak on. I like Moose. I always liked Moose. Coach is going to use high school. Yeah, it's just a matter of does he got anything left? The I mean, no one, no one's arguing his uh, his career, but it's just. It's not reminds me of another formal royal Yeah, old is Moustaka. He's 40, right? He's my age. Is he that? No. Yeah, he played no, with Chris Katz. He was on the Royals with Chris Katz. He's 35 years old. Oh. I'm like, there's no fucking way I coached against the guy, and he's fucking 40. That's not happening, Zoe. We're not there yet. Give me a couple more years. Well, and you know, know he's, he's getting all these young, hungry veterans that are trying to stay in the show, and the White Sox are the only oh, avenue. So I think they're going to be a scrappy, fun, really shitty team because that's, they got all these old. That's guys. what I've been saying, Mitch. I agree with you. That's what I've been saying. It's going to be like a ragtag 
bunch of misfits and they'll like go off on a 10 game win streak or something. Right. And, it, they'll be yeah. bad, but it won't be like last year where it was like depressing bad because we already know they're going to be bad. I actually think this season could be a lot more fun than people think. Well, that and they're going to be bad because they don't score runs. They're not going to be bad because they throw to the wrong base or they can't feel <laughs> right. the ground ball. And I think or, they'll give a shit where there was nights last year where they clearly did not give a shit. Yes, and they won't be misplaying foul fly balls, and they'll be hitting the cutoff man. It's just like little shit that they would do. They fucked up last year that just annoyed the hell because that's not fun baseball to watch. I'll watch a one nothing game, whatever. Good pitchers duel, that's fine. I'll watch that, you know. But when they lose ten to three and seven of those runs were unearned, it's like I'll say this: this. Not, I don't want to watch this. We're in year two now of Pedro Grafal. Now, this is when you should start seeing the system take hold. So if he is coaching and then his staff is putting the time in and getting it done correctly, you should start seeing, theoretically, progress on that poor... I mean, you're not... He There's no chance in hell he was fixing that in spring training last year. Not a chance. It, it's literally a, a long process. And this would be... I mean, I, I'll say this. They won't be there this year. Um, if, if, if you really follow a true system him breaking some of these bad habits, it might be a three year purge before they're playing elite defense. Unless they of course bring in guys that are already well-trained in that, in that manner. But if they're, if they're going to coach it out of the system, it's a longer process than just one season. It, it, but you should now, you should start seeing, they should be back up in the middle of the pack at this point. You should, you, you should see half as less or more of that this season. If you see an equal amount, obviously Griffal editing it, he needs to go. Like One thing that, I'm a little that. concerned about with Grafal, with how he's been talking, because he said a little bit of this last year. He's saying it again this year. Oh, we're going to be so aggressive on the base pass. We're going to be a hard-running team. We're going to take the extra base. You know, one, they weren't very aggressive in the base pass last year. Two, if you look at the team, horrible base-running team. And three, they really don't have a roster that's built to be taking all these extra bases because they're old, slow, not very athletic. I think of the guys he added, like – Winning formula. <laughs> Lopez is like probably the fastest of the ones they've added, but like doing the breakdown of the numbers, even if you go by the baseball savant where they have like the little base running metric, all of them horrible base runners. None of them take extra bases. It's like bad. It's, it's really burning. I'll say this though. You teach a mediocre below average runner to run the bases above average. They make up those steps. You can have slowest shit guys that run the bases faster than guys with actual physical speed and ability it's your angles it's how you approach your footwork it's not just like i'm fucking fast fuck you kiss my ass and that's the thing is if these guys are learning you can at least get an extra step or two which in a bang bang play makes a huge difference down the line maybe legging out a first to third instead of just being you know a first to second just pulling up you can get that extra step if the guy takes a good angle he can read a good ball down and advance and take that extra bag and that's where you start seeing the fret that you know the, the benefits of better base running, even if they're Andrew Vaughn, if he really, runs the bases actually, really well, could be a fine base runner, not a liability at least, right? And that's the well, thing. It's, it's about angles and footwork. It's, it, it starts there. Really quick. I pulled up the numbers because I wrote about this really the offseason. From the people, the holdovers from last offseason and the people they added that were probably going to be starters, here's what the numbers look like per baseball survive. So Andrew Vaughn, base running run value, negative three, which is in the fourth percentile of the MLB. Sprint speed was in the 11th percentile. This is the bottom 11th, mind you. Nicky Lopez, <laughs> run value, one, which was not qualified. Sprint speed in the 57th, so he was one of the better ones. Yoan Moncada, base running value, zero, which is in the bottom half of the league. Sprint speed, speed 28th percentile. Paul DeYoung, base running value, negative one, 33rd percentile of the league. Sprint speed, 
37th percentile. Max Stassi didn't play, but the last time he did play, base running value, zero, which is in the 40th percentile. Sprint speed in the bottom 14th percentile. Eloy Jimenez, base running value, zero, 38th percentile. Sprint speed in the 30th percentile. Andrew, or Luis Robert, who you'd think would be good because he's fast, base running run value, negative two, which is in the 17th percentile, which also goes to the bad fundamentals. You don't just have to be fast to be a good base runner. Sprint uh -huh. speed, he was in the 84th. One of the few guys above that 50 percentile mark. Last two guys, Andrew Benintendi, run value was one. So he was in the 72nd percentile. He was one of the better base runners on the team. Outsider. Put him in the bottom 50 percent. No, he was still bad. Yeah, still bad. <laughs> still good, though. <laughs> Gavin Sheets, base running value, negative one, 32nd percentile. Sprint speed, put him in the 31st percentile. So a lot of low numbers there among the uh, starters and holdovers from last season. You know, you know what I was thinking about, point. though? I didn't realize it was that bad. He proved the point about how with speed doesn't really make a difference. if it, you, you have guys that probably are far slower than him that are just like, you know, past yeah, like Like, Gavin Sheets is going to be bad because he's slow as shit, and like Andrew Vaughn, too. But when you when you started talking about the Griffol talking about, oh, we, we're going to be an aggressive team, we're going to, you know, steal in bases. The biggest thing with that is, and the we know it, we've been talking about it for a bit. The biggest problem there is like you have to get on first base first, which again, the White Sox have been just yep. bottom like third of the league and on base percentage year after year. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't get on base. They take walks. That's the problem. Because they, they, like, they pay for average. They, they don't take many walks, and that's the problem. Like half of their OBP is coming from average. Oh, oh, that was another thing you were talking about with Mike Moustakis, which, again, I, I remember looking at his numbers a few years ago when the Cubs were, like, maybe looking for, like, another left-handed bat or something, and he got released by the Reds, I think. And it, I, like, he was already, he was already like, going off the cliff a, a few years ago, and I was like, ugh, stay away. But it's crazy to think that he was a better hitter against righties last year than Gavin Sheets. I did not realize how bad Gavin Sheets was. <laughs> and uh, I think we've seen with all these moves that I think that's going to be like name number one on the cut list uh, this spring training. Especially if he's not hitting for power. Like 202 right. against right handers is not going to cut it. And that's supposed to be who he's hitting well. Or I think it was 212. I beg your pardon. 212. Pilar hit 202, which is not a significant drop. That's why the argument could be made he could get the fourth outfielder spot. But yeah, 212 right. against righties and you're not hitting home runs. And that's an issue. So who's your non-roster guy? Who are you confident in? So it's not more who I'm confident in. It's who I want to be good. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these guys, and you guys all said it, and you said it really well, and I appreciate the stats. And a lot of these guys are guys that are hungry because they're either guys on their last leg in Major League Baseball you know, this is their last shot in the show or guys that are up and coming that are trying to break in. So, you know, hungry dogs run faster, but it's just give me 2021 Joe Barlow. Okay. Joe Barlow returning to form, baby. He was good in 2021. I didn't realize he was that good. He'll make. games, had a 1.55 ERA. 11 With that saves. Bullpen, he'll make the team. Yeah. Three holds. I, yeah, I feel pretty confident about him. And that's, that's we'll get to it after this. But Pedro's comment that they have 16 guys competing for five, the five starting pitching slots is wild. But <laughs> which is also not true. That you know, yeah, yeah. Not, there's not, first of all, there's not five spots. There's maybe three. It's like two? Yeah. But then the next one is give me one of these catchers. One of these catchers has to pan out. 
Chucky. They have, they have four. Chucky. They got Adam, Adam Hackenberg. If you don't say uh, Chucky, Zach. Carlos Perez. Adam Hackenberg. Edward, Edgar Quiro, who I think out of all of these, Edgar's going to get the – he's going to win this. But – and then I don't, our boy, nah, it's a year in the minors. He's gonna, he's they're not calling him up. This they're not calling our him boy him. Chucky Robinson. It's it's gotta be Chucky, but Chucky I don't think the White Sox are gonna go with three catchers. I disagree. Yeah, although that's the, exactly the point. They're they're not gonna go with three catchers. You don't sign Stassi Whoa. and then pull him out right afterwards if you're like they're they're only going. Boy, well, here's your M Night Shyamalan twist. I think one of those two catchers gets fucking his waving papers. He gets a pink slip in his locker. I think those guys are making some kind of real money, though. No, well, like MLB real money or White Sox? Yeah, real MLB money? real money, not like actual big money, <laughs> like a couple million. No, but, yeah, I think it was. No, but I'm again, talking I get, like, that, that isn't that big of a deal. It's not, but yeah, I don't I'm think talking about like Dallas Keuchel bad, like. Kiro, I think, needs another year in the minors, or he'll at least start the season in the minors. I could see maybe one of them gets released midway through, but I'm pretty confident he will start the season. I think they need him Hold to on. get a little bit. Maldonado is here on a – Maldonado's making four mil. Like, they year. signed yeah, him. Yeah, he's sign not going him. anywhere for four mil. And, the, and they also making, want him to – Stassi's like, making 740K this year. All right, never mind. That's the guy who goes. Maldonado wouldn't go anywhere. Well, I also think Maldonado's more valuable because he's going to handle that pitching. Yeah, Stassi's a 740k cap hit this year. No, no, he but he has he's making seven million in 2024. Yeah, but so like, look at his competition. Like, okay, there's a reason. Oh, adjusted adjusted salary. Okay, even with that though, the competition. Perez, there's a reason he hasn't been called up much in his White Sox tenure. He's not a good catcher. Chucky Robinson, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, but he's bounced around a while too. And it's not like the Reds are like stacked at catcher. He was blocked over there. So, I, and then Kira, like I said, I think he could, we could see him later in the year. I would be very shocked if we broke camp with the team because yeah. I think they want him to get a little bit more time with the minors. That's why I think you see I those agree. two. I just, start. out of all position groups, and the White Sox aren't extremely strong in any position group in particular, but catcher, I feel like, is the biggest. We got to get a guy. Marmolado's fine. Stasi's fine. But I'm I'm rooting for Chucky I'm, as an outsider. Low key, the outfield depth is pretty solid. Like all of a sudden now. Yes, like, it is. Got a lot and better. The other name that I want to address because our boy Beef made a, a small video about it, and I agree with him, is it's like the White Sox fan hipster pick, like. It's like cool to root for Tim Elko. Like that's like the guy. And I like Tim Elko. I mean, he's 6'4, 240 pounds of fuck you. He can hit the ball. He can hit piss missiles. But I agree with Beef. Not this year. Let him go down. I need to see like 30, 40 home runs and double and triple A. Because if he's that gonna be that kind of player, did you to have it translate to Major League Baseball, you have to be like over the top in minor leagues with that, especially in AAA. I thought his numbers were a lot better. (laughs) Yeah, they're not. It's not, but people love him for some reason. I know it's only the box. It's because he killed it. He was at advanced able and he killed it there. And then he got promoted up to double A and he kind of struggled. But if he breaks camp in AAA, which I think he will, with those juiced up balls in those AAA stadiums, he needs to hit at least, I need to see a 30 home run season minimum. Well, we have talked about you on the show before, how double-A traditionally is where the best pitchers are. 
Correct. That also probably contributes a little bit to the struggle. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. It's I. It's always tough just going off a box like the the stats because you don't know like maybe he was hitting the ball really hard all the time, just hitting some bad luck. Who knows? Yep. But uh, struck then, out thirty five and a half percent once he got up to double A and and I mean thirty seven plate appearances. I feel like the one that has a deep spot in all of White Sox fans' hearts that everybody's kind of secretly like rooting for. It's got to be Dan- Danny Mendick. He's, he's yeah, he's got to be your starting I mean, second base. <laughs> he could, but he could be. That's what I'm saying. Thing, though. He he very he very well could be because if Nicky Lopez isn't that guy, which I don't think he's going to be that guy. No no offense to Nicky, and I know he's taking bull, bulletin board material, but. Nikki's not running away with it, is what I'm saying. And I hope, prove me wrong, Nikki, but Danny Mendick has a shot to be a starting second baseman for the White Sox. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree. People for, I, mean, it's gonna be, I have no idea. He would have an advantage over Moustakis or even like one of those bench guys or even a Nikki Lopez because he can play the outfield too. Not well, but he has played the outfield before. But you get that extra versatility. All those teams yep. like to have a guy like that off the bench. But Did he remember... come back from his ECL? Did he play last year? No, I don't think so. You guys remember when I think it was like the first or second time Madrigal went down and Danny Mendick started playing for him, or was Danny Mendick playing? Short? Oh, it was yeah. TA. Yeah, it was TA. They got hurt. He was on a tear. He was batting over yeah. three hundred for like a fourteen game. Spread. I have his numbers right here. In two thousand twenty-two, he played thirty-one games. He had a slash line of two eighty-nine, three forty-three, four forty-three. He was good. Three home runs. No, he was. He was. I, he was. Keeping you guys afloat for a little bit. No, he no it was like, it, yeah, he went off on, he was on a heater, dude. And if he can catch lightning in a bottle again, and this might be Danny's last shot at it because he ain't getting any younger either. Hey, come on now. He's only 30. <laughs> he got a nice little payday from the Mets too. I think he made like a million from them when they signed him at the time. Oh, yeah. They're on their big spending. It looks like he did. He did come back last year. Played twenty nine games, but he didn't. He didn't do much. Five oh nine AAA and the MLB. He was yeah, like you said, he didn't do very well. Coming uh, off a major injury though, so I'll cut him some slack. Yeah, no, you always got to see. And then the other two infielders. I mean, Colson Montgomery. That that you can't do that. That's chalk. Is there any chance that he comes up this year or breaks camp? Breaks camp. Any chance? No. No. Okay. No, no, I mean, never. He's a top ten prospect. I'm just saying, like, there's always a chance, but like, I would bet it's like, yeah, a never say never. I would, if I was putting money on it, I would definitely bet no. I think he just way. projects better as 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 development wise, his mindset wise. Give him a little bit of time this year, not to come up and you know, an opening day for him should be more of a special process after he's had his first cup of coffee. And I think this year's that cup of coffee year, but. I, he missed, I, he missed I like half the season. Even, last even if he season. kills it, that too, it would be a mistake. It, it, I, I just don't know if he's he's just a little right. bit. You don't want to Oscar Cole as him. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Let him come yeah. back. He's like you said. He's he's coming back from a major injury. The highest level of ball he's played is Double A, and Double A was his worst part of his season last year. But again, that's where better pitching is. But Good adapt. Let him. Get in there a little bit. Maybe let the weather get a little bit warmer, so he's not playing in twenty degree games. Let him and make it kind of a like a Copic style big deal. Like have it be at you know the start first game of a homestead in like April when the weather's a little nicer, May, and make a big deal out of it. Hype it up so the fill up the stadium. Set him up. They're not calling him up in April. That would be like a June call. Set him up for success. 
Uh, Andrew Vaughn was set up for failure from the start because of how he had to push himself. They had to push him up out of desperation in that window. You don't have to do that with Montgomery. It's it's you can pick your moment with him. Like you said, so I like how you're talking about warm weather. Give him, you know, maybe a, 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 against the one of the one of the bad teams, right? The call up comes when you're you're facing someone. He's not going to be completely overmatched. It's a lower leverage moment, and he can just kind of get that taste. And you know, Andrew Vaughn is a great example of what happens when you just throw a guy just into the fire, and he doesn't get the opportunity to develop. You know, he's not a Luis Robert who can excel on up he, and, and kind of just walk out and roll out of bed and still be incredible i'm gonna not, i'm gonna pick the game i'm gonna pick the game right now that calls montgomery gets called up and hold on let me pull up the schedule yeah, let's see what this month we thinking while you're while you're pulling May, up the schedule, speaking of let's go you brought up earlier i think alex rude made a really good point on the as the other day so that i was thinking about too if like we didn't know before they were down on Colas, like the recent trades for Fletcher and Delos, oh god, yeah, completely buried him on the depth chart. Not only did they add two extra outfielders, both left-handed bats to really stick it to him. I don't think he plays a game with the Sox this year, quite frankly. I, I think they're done with him. I was really gonna ask you. I was like gonna ask like quick question, going off to, like the these depth guys, and I was gonna ask, or I was gonna say, I don't think Oscar Colas is gonna play for the White Sox ever again. <laughs> like, I well, think. especially because they had like the reported <laughs> attitude issues, and they're really trying to make an effort to clean up that clubhouse culture. And like the results aren't there either. We we're talking about the base running; he was one of the main culprits too. Awful base running from him all year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's. I think, yeah, I think he's done. He's. Uh, I and I mean, when done. there's where there's smoke, there's fire, and we've heard from just our people, and and he's kind of a jag off. You know, like you well, said, the whole yeah, the, thing. there's that and, stuff when he was in the minor leagues, and like. He's just on Instagram that scene and DMing girls of, like during, a, yeah. of a September game when I think it was Lee Robert Jr. and like a coach maybe or a coach was mm. like talking to him in the dugout and what being up, like, senor? was like, you idiot, throw to yeah. this base. Like, what are you doing? And then like Griffol kind of is just like, and, the, and I think he's going it's like for Griffol. It's like, it's like, yeah, these guys don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> He's going full Instagram propaganda. Like he's having his boy Luis Robert put him in his stories working out together and stuff. Like he's like, that. "Hey like guys, he's, don't forget about me." Yeah, he's <laughs> trying really hard. Uh, Colton Montgomery will get called up on Thursday, June sixth, as they start a four-game homestead against Boston. Ooh, I think that's a good pick. Early June. You, you heard right it here first. That is right around when they called up Dylan Cease too, because I think that was June third, yep. July third. So was a month later. June but. June fourth and fifth, they're at Wrigley. They're not going to do it for the that series. It's a oh. two game. But then they they play Boston on the south side, the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth, and that starts a very long streak of games. But most on the road. But a couple things here: good teams, bad teams, whatever. Boston travels very well to Chicago. Anytime I've ever gone to a White Sox Red Sox game on the south side, it is fucking crowded. No matter what. Even if both teams are dog shit, it's just a, it's a destination game for Red Sox fans. Yep. So you're going to have a pretty full house. You're going to have a pretty full house. There's a good chance Lucas Giolito is going to be pitching one of those games. And you're nice in June, you nice weather. And then, fuck no. And then, <laughs> you, but then you go, then you go to the West Coast. Then he gets to get away from Chicago for a little bit. Four games in Seattle, three games in Arizona, day off, and then come home and play the Astros for three. Like that's a good jump off. I'm so you can 
screen grab this, record whatever. June 6th against Boston is when Colson Montgomery gets called up. You know what, So I think you're on to something. I was initially going to say July 12th against Pittsburgh, but the All-Star breaks right after that. So I don't think they call right. him up and then have that break right there. Yeah, definitely Division don't series, do probably not. The other one that would look good was as far as bad teams, Colorado, June 28th is a Friday. I thought so about that. I thought about that. They got that, that long road trip right after, so I think huh? – no, I yeah, think I like I just, your pick better. I, I think uh, I think Boston the six. I think that's yeah. I like that. I'm gonna stick with that one. But so that's it for the White Sox non roster. Now, all wow, those pretty interesting. Oh, as soon as we stop talking about White Sox, how convenient! You want my Cubs picks? I think it's gonna be that. I don't know their depth chart that well. I didn't even look at the thing, but it's gonna be that catcher like Alfaro. What the um? Or hey, Alfaro. Yeah, yeah, he's getting yeah. in. And then Carl, Mexican restaurant? Carl Edwards. Yeah. 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 That's my two cups picks. I'm pretty sure there is an Alfaro taco place by my house, but go ahead. Sorry. All right, Mitch. We'll be here, man. I'll be back. We'll be here. Yeah, we'll be here. Kick rocks, Mitch. By the way, I'm calling Montgomery up for on July 29th against the Royals. Late July. July 29th is my guess. Okay. Hope you're wrong. After the All-Star break, April match with the Royals. After a Seattle Mariners series, that might be at ugly. So it'd be a nice way to raise fan morale, bringing up your little prospect wherever you're at, especially if it's gone a little bit sideways. That's fair. I think that's fair. For the Cubs. I'm Holy shit. The... Oh, Wait a what minute. Kick rocks. Mitch. Carl Edwards Jr. got, got an invite. Oh, oh that's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I no, don't do that. <laughs> I didn't know that. We have never heard of thought. Cody Bellinger just signed like with the twins or something. No, that, that would have been, I would have played that completely differently. That just caught me off guard. I thought Carl Edwards was very dumb with baseball. Titanic came again. It's like just like getting a grand slam on the air. Fuck. Oh, man. Myself a little bit. If I was wearing pants, they would have been peed in. I thought you said it was all pitchers. They got some position players. Uh huh. No, they well, do. I mean, like, the, they're long yeah. shot. Like they're not. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've never heard. I've never heard of a lot of these guys. I've never heard of a lot of these guys. Shaw and Casey are obviously the prospects. Schrumpf is kind of like a tweener right now. He's probably a Triple A guy. He could. He's a guy that theoretically. He's but, like a David Bodie type. Yeah, and then Bodie's an old old name, old friend alert. So like, and the rest are just like he. I, he's like a David Bodie type. Five and also David roster catchers. It's like hey man, David Bodie. I know he hates it that because he got a few years in the in the big leagues and he got his money. It wasn't huge, but he got like 15 million guaranteed, 18 million. <laughs> He's no longer on the 40 man roster. He's just been at AAA for like a year and a half. <laughs> like he's like, he's, I'm sure he's treating the guys to good dinners, you know, but yeah. he's like the, he's like the king of the castle in, uh, in Iowa. Yeah. King of the castle. <laughs> he's the one that's buying the Del Taco or the Taco Bell or wherever the hell they're at. But you mentioned him already. So Carl Edwards Jr. is like one of the guys I think that does have a good, a uh, good shot to make the team. Uh, he hasn't pitched a lot after the Cubs uh, let him go, or I think he was traded actually uh, to the Padres. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's put up like decent numbers with the with the Nationals. He's been pretty good, like ERA in the threes. I don't know what his stuff is now. I know before, obviously, the issue was not enough strikes and like. You can do that to a point as a reliever, as long as you strike out enough people. But if you're not doing that, the more base runners, obviously, the more trouble you're going to get into. The more batted ball, the more unlucky you get. Can't really have that. But I think he has a, a decent shot. And a, and a lefty I like is uh, Edwin Escobar, who the Cubs signed 
Edward Escobar was like the only guy the Cubs had signed, and it was a minor league deal. But it was like the only move they made for like two months to begin the offseason. Fun fact, he was also a teammate of Shota Imanaga. They're on the same uh, Japanese team for, I think, seven years. So that those guys know fact. each other very well. Uh, maybe that's a, maybe that's a, uh, who was the, maybe that's like a, a Yonder Alonso uh, type signing that the Cubs made, actually. Oh. Uh, getting a guy they're familiar with, and that's how they got shot. Sneaky fucking bastards. Um, who else do you guys think got a shot? I like, I got, did Brad, Brad Wick, wasn't he good at one time? Brad Wick is another lefty, and he's had so many health issues, like, not just like, like, uh, baseball injury stuff, but like I think he's had heart stuff. Um, I think he had like Tommy John, and like obviously that's a pitch. Oh yeah, he hasn't pitched since twenty twenty one. Yeah, but that guy's that guy's like a six foot. How is it? how tall is he? like six foot nine or something? Six eight, six eight lefty. One more time. Six foot eight lefty. That could be something if he's healthy. I think that's a good story to root for. It's like, hey, Cubs need a lefty. Damn. If he can make six, it back. Eight, 260? That's a big boy. Big hey, boy. Bitch. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. bitch. They got I three do want to say that. I want I want yeah. Kevin's thoughts on this because I saw him bring it up. Uh, uh, he brought it up when the list was uh, dropped. And you mentioned him. I do think there's a little, not not a lot. Not a lot. I'm not saying like, oh, this could be realistic. But I think it, it's a much higher chance than close in Montgomery. But if Matt Shaw is the real deal... <laughs> If Matt Shaw's the real deal, like Cubs kind of need a third baseman still. That's where my heart's at, man. I'm I'm a, I'm dreaming on this one. I really am dreaming on this one because they, I, he is. He's a mature hitter. He's, I'm putting it at like three percent. Here's yeah, <laughs> but here's the funny thing is there are guys. He's literally like a, what a year younger than Christopher Morel, barely. Like he's he's a tick he's younger like than some of these guys. He's already a mature. He's always he's gonna be 24 here soon. Like he's he's I think in September. I think I want to say he's in season. He'll be 24. Like he's not a baby, and he's a developed bat. He's a mature guy. Everybody in baseball over the last calendar year, in seeing more of his work because he didn't get a ton of work. They just got to see him for really a short amount of time against professional guys. And he was way more developed. He was too developed for rookie ball. He was too developed for a, and they, by the time the season was over, he was a double a, and he was already starting to perform a double a. He's just, just overdeveloped for like, he, he could be a guy that comes in training and, and feasts on some of those back end guys. Cause he'll be playing back end innings where he's going to have some great numbers. And I, I, Look, that would be absolutely freaking fantastic if he made the, I would be the happiest guy because I love it. I love it. But I think you're more inclined to see yeah, a show this year uh, than, than, than him. And Casey, I think Casey's coming just to, he was there last year too. He's coming to get some licks. And I don't, I don't know about Casey, how much he'll play. I'm curious to see how they rotate the playing time. But if Cody Bellinger doesn't sign pretty fast, I mean, the starting lineup next Friday when the Cubs open against the White Sox will be out there in the outfield on the left berm. Um, might be an yeah, ONK. Are you going? Guys, I am scheduled you- to go. Yes, nice. Left field burn, It's a big I think it's gonna be like seventy-two. Sunny. Oh, the weather's gonna be incredible. Yeah, it's gonna be like seventy-two. I was looking at it because we have the festival afterwards. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be nice. I gotta. Yeah, okay. it randomly started snowing today here. I saw that. Um, <laughs> what is our temperature? Well, you know, that's the thing with the Cubs. That that's why I mentioned that it's it's mainly pitchers because like. You look at the infielders, and um, we just talked about Matt Shaw, but again, you know, he's young. He's, he's he barely got to double A. Seventy-seven, by the way. Sorry, seventy-seven yeah, on Friday. Seventy-eight on Saturday. Same <laughs> thing with uh, Chase Strumpf. We know about David Bodie. I mean, I think I think the Cubs have wished for like two years that they could just trade David Bodie. Um, 
Uh, Mitch mentioned uh, Jorge Alfaro, and I do think out of all the catchers, if there's an injury to a Jan Gomes or something happens to Amaya, mm-hmm. I do think Alfaro have, being the guy Wait who does a have minute. The most I know who this guy is. MLB experience, I do think he could maybe win a job. Didn't he play for Columbia in the World Baseball Classic? Yes. Nah. He's, like a, he's a big motherfucker too, yep. right? Like beefy. Yep. Yeah. All right. I remember this guy. So he, he had, does his have... Hair, he had, like, long-ass hair, too, with the soul yep, glow blonde, girl. And blonde and chains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember this guy. Good for I him. do think he does have a shot. There's a, if, there, if there is a injury uh, to the catcher, or if, I don't know, maybe Amaya looks terrible. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. He looked pretty good most of the year last year, but I do this, think... Correct me if I'm wrong, but Alfaro's. this dude hit some piss missiles. Alfaro? Out yeah, like, you know, I think that's his that's his one redeeming quality as a catcher. I mean, obviously, we know most catchers aren't going to, you know, be hitting that well. The, so what can they do? Like the Timu fucking Jason Aquaman guy. Jason <laughs> Moa? Timu? Yeah. What the fuck? He's looking like, he's looking like a Timu Jason Momoa. <laughs> You know, so I, remember, I remember when they signed um he didn't oh, yeah, some power. <laughs> what yeah, oh, yeah, brother. He hit, back in 2019, he was with the Marlins. He had 18 home runs in 130 games. That's, hot. that's good. That's a that's a value back bat. But I just remember in the baseball classic, like he doesn't hit cheap home runs. Like he either hits a fucking absolute nuke or it just doesn't or he's out. But yeah. I know he is a guy who again, non-roster invitee. It's a minor league deal. Uh if he doesn't make the team on the opening day roster, it's going to be tough to convince him to be like, hey, stick around at AAA. Maybe we'll call you up eventually. I don't think he's the type of guy that's yeah. going to hang out in AAA. Exactly. So I think he's going to be like, I'm going to try to look for another MLB job. Or he can oh, you know, he's a an Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> no, what was that hat? It's my hair. College. By the way, I would never say any of this to his face because he is a fucking large individual <laughs> and he looks like he's angry a lot. He had 48 at bats last year. He I don't know who's bad last year. Seven hits. One of them went over the fence. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how he is defensively at all, but <clears throat> out of the pitchers, I was I was looking at the pitchers again and we talked about well, I think we we've said his name a lot. But I, I think I do want to see Dick Lovelady on the team. Like, that Actually, would one, be... One, one million percent. That actually <laughs> might be the first Cubs jersey I have ever bought in my life. <laughs> I, I have no idea if he's any... I, Actually, I don't think he's... Has, no, he has reached the majors. I think he's pitched with the A's. Oh, this is disappointing. I was expecting, like, this guy is not handsome. Like, Lovelady. if you're going to have a name Dick Lovelady, <laughs> I wanted to do this whole, like, this guy Fox routine. I can't even do it with this guy. This guy looks like the take my strong hand guy. <laughs> Chris Elliott. There you go. That's his name. Oh, yeah. get a life. Yeah. What a show. I, uh, another, another, again, I don't know. There's just so many arms in camp. I think the Cubs have maybe three spots open in the bullpen, Kevin, like two, three yeah. guys. I, just, I, do. I think CJ is going to make it. His numbers, by the way, uh, Carl, sorry, he's Carl. We used to call him CJ. When he's Carl now, but I, his, look, his numbers at, in Washington, both seasons are he's good. They're good. Like, yeah. if he pitches like that, he'll be an upgrade over multiple arms in that Cubs bullpen. And as a Cub fan, there's a special connection that brings one of the 2016 dogs back into the fold after uh, it's pretty much down to Kyle Hendricks now. So there'll be, yeah, it's just Kyle two. Hendricks. So they, they're like the Highlander now. There can be two now. It's like Sean Connery and 
Christopher Lambert together. Now with these on the inverse, we have to start to think about guys who are going to lose their jobs, who are going to get cut from the 40 man roster. Oh, and I've been thinking about this since I saw him just struggle in August and September. But I think Mark Leiter jr. Is like on that edge of like, if, if he oh, yeah, doesn't, he, he was, he was a thing for a while. No, he was like fantastic. He was like a stud for like three and a half, four months. <laughs> And then he lost his splitter. That was like his, he was the, the Cubs didn't have a left-handed reliever for the longest time. They're using a right-hander, Mark Leiter Jr. Because of his great splitter and credits to him. He used that pitch to neutralize them. But then he lost it and lefties were killing him again. It's like, fuck. And I think that's a guy who might be in danger of uh, losing, losing his bullpen spot. Hmm. For the Sox though, it's like a, a whole bunch of guys could lose their jobs. Oh, it's a complete like like, Jim, like Jimmy Lambert. Like, what has Jimmy Lambert done? I don't know. No disrespect to uh, our boy, but <laughs> like, what has he done that he should have a lockdown job? Man, I just looked at the you can disrespect home. Jimmy Lambert all you want. Coming out to <laughs> knock if you buck like I eat something. Fuck I want every time I place. every time I hear this song, I just think of it like get the fuck out of here, dude. That Cubs outfield uh, without Cody Bellinger, it makes me sad. Looking at the 40 man, looking at the 40 man, like because it's literally it's canary, hap, and then you got uh, obviously Tauquin, and then the rest is PCA, Brennan Davis, Canario, Alcantara. And if if they don't sign Bellinger, you got to think it's Canario, right? Yeah, it's Canario. Yeah, I mean, so that's just ouch, like that's just that's not that's not wonderful. It would be because I'm assuming, like, unless PCA balls out and just is clear cut, oh, he made real adjustments. Okay, I'm I can live with him starting at AAA. But then I, I need it to be. And I think there was a story uh, or a little blurb uh, talking about how the Cubs aren't going to like sign another veteran guy to like a one year deal for center field. They're going to turn to Canario and like Talkman and do that, yep. which again, yep. it's not what I prefer, obviously. But if you're, but fr- I do like them going with the younger guy in Canario. Yeah, if you're mailing it in, that guy has power. Yep. And the Cubs need it. Right. And if you're mailing it in like that, then you let these guys get an opportunity to maybe maybe you catch lightning in a bottle again. There's just like we've talked about in the past. I, obviously, as is this Cubs roster is to contend at all, you're gonna have to capture multiple bottles of lightning. And that's a lot to ask of any team because it's lightning in a bottle for a reason. It's and the Cubs kind of captured all of it last year. I mean, in a weird karma way, they probably burned this year's capital last year as well because they have no business being in that race last year, and they captured it towards the end. They just found they had a lot. lot of bad though. I think it evened out. I think yeah. it was pretty balanced. Well, it was so, bad, but then it got hot. They so cut bad. a lot of players that weren't on the team and stuff. Oh well, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> um, stay like, I'm just hoping training. at the bare minimum, and it, and well, we do this every fucking year. You just want to get rid of the really bad, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, Frank Schwindel. It's like, no, we know he's bad. That doesn't matter. It's like, he's bad. It's like, all right, you brought Eric Hosmer. Why? He's bad. He turned out to be bad. Like, you just want, like, so Michael Bush, I, I know it was like a big trade, but I don't need him to be an all-star. Just don't be bad. Like, don't be horrific out there. Yeah. Like, just be decent. And it's like, okay. We're rising up that lineup. We're we're not having a complete black hole like once we get to the center. So was over here playing Bobby McFerrin songs on his microphone stand. Don't worry, although I was listening. Don't worry. No, I heard it. Don't be bad. Be happy. I got Just it. Don't be bad. 
Don't be that. Don't be bad. That's don't be Chicago, Trey Mancini. Like, 2024 Chicago baseball. Don't, don't, be, just, don't be bad. Don't be Madam Webb. Don't be Madam Webb. Please. Heard, oh, oh, God. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it's day. so bad. I Sucked heard that day. one's been I heard that the Bob Marley movie. Is it was okay. One? I saw that yesterday. I heard the guy that played him did like a pretty good job but as a biopic as a whole. It wasn't. It, cool. it was a good start. Middle rounds made me. The middle rounds got slow. Um, the beginning and the end were good. The middle. The middle portion that kind of it, it kind of dragged a little bit because it's not his whole life it's just like a right. it's like 1976 to like basically his cancer diagnosis so it's a really small window it's like right before the first one attempt at the one concert after he like right when he gets shot or whatever yep. but adam webb is I, i'm gonna tell you this right now a it's the worst villain i've ever seen in in, in any mc marvel oh, any project so in the, and you need a if you don't have a good villain you're screwed anyway this is actually the way they might have it could they could have cast tommy Wiseau. They, Tommy Wiseau would have nailed the role better than the guy that did it. Actually, to be honest, like, that's how bad he was. I'm not even sure he was like dubbed half the time. I don't even know his his voice didn't even match his lips. And so the plot wasn't bad. The girls did fine. It just was. It was bad though. I was like, gonna say you still know it's gonna do numbers because because they're because no, because Sydney's. <laughs> but here's no, the problem. No, the Marvel the Marvel did shit. No, check this out. Sydney Sweeney, uh, if, if Sydney Sweeney was playing Sydney Sweeney, but unfortunately, her character is literally 10 years younger than current Sydney Sweeney, and they uglier her up when I ugly. You know, they, they like try to like they try to downgrade her. So they're okay. making her so she's literally not Sydney Sweeney. She's like 13 years young of really Take that real yeah. So it's like it's um that the uh, they basically dress them down a little bit. So because they're all very beautiful people and and they're all like they they're cute, but they're not like you're kind of like. Mm, What's funny. worse, this one or uh, what was it, Mor- Morbius? Oh no, this made Morbius look like fucking the Godfather. I'm not kidding. Oh no, it's that bad. Again, the villain. At least Morbius had that dumbass villain that made me laugh and that stupid dance sequence. I laughed. This one, I want. I like. I literally huffed and hawed. Like I'm like, just get this motherfucker off the screen. Like literally, he made he made that Morbius villain look like freaking Doctor Doom. Uh, just bad. Like or ah. Uh, that ruined it though. Got to have a good villain. It starts with the villain. If you have a great villain, it actually can mask bad, like bad heroes. You can actually because the villain, you start rooting for the villain after a second. You're like, this guy's pretty cool. But this one had none. Um, and I don't blame uh, Dakota Johnson either. She's she's I, I think she's she's not the best actress. But I think she's solid and she's pretty. And she, she was great in the remake of Suspiria. Adam Scott is wasted though. Like he literally, it's not Adam Scott. Adam Scott's funny and he's just. Milk toast. He doesn't even. He's uh, Mitch and Zoe. Going back to the AL Central, are you, are people sleeping on the Twins, or are they going to be bad? I don't think they'll be bad. I mean, like for like a true contender, they'll be bad. I think they'll be like you know around like 80, 85. Because I think everyone's looked at what the Royals have done. It's like, oh, Royals, they're going to win. Like they're going to be compete. Like they could compete for the Central, but. Mm. I still think it's no. The that's the that's the Twins division to lose. But like, as far as contenders go, they're not like a legitimate. Like, no one's gonna take them seriously in the play. Like, if you draw the oh, right, the oh, yeah, no, that, yeah, it's a different story. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> who did they beat though? In the who did they beat? Toronto, right? Or... Yeah, yeah, Dude, fucking Toronto. Ew. They gave the Twins a little bit, or not the Twins. They gave the Astros. Uh, yeah. You know, they gave them a good fight. I, they, they got some talent on that team. Lost some uh, starters, but losing Sonny Gray is going to hurt. I think that is going to hurt him. I don't think the Tigers can compete. I think that I think the Lions have sucked up all Detroit capital for like the next like half a decade. 
from the Lions winning. I think all Detroit teams now will suffer like the Pistons. You know, it was wild. Like apparently, because we had a report, they sent one of our like guys to Vegas for the Super Bowl. And he was saying the week leading up, there's like a ton of Lions fans everywhere. They're asking him and they're like, yeah, like we thought we were going to get in the Super Bowl and they knew tickets were going to be insane, like even more expensive than they already are for the Lions' first Super Bowl. So there was a lot of sad Detroit Lions fans that bought their Super Bowl tickets early that were just had to watch the game that the Lions were not doing. I got I got to, I got some great parties for that weekend. That was I was I was my body has been that's another reason why I'm not drinking this weekend. Literally last weekend, way super bold from Friday all the way through. So I that was pretty Hey, cool. he was throwing him back with Doug Flutie. God yeah. dang, yeah, my man Dougie boy. If you're listening, Doug, we talk I'd look down on you because you were short. He could you could put him so, in your pocket. You could literally put he's obviously he's gotten older, so his spine has gotten probably, you know, if we get smaller as we get older. I could put him in my pocket. Like I can't I could not believe that guy's an NFL quarterback. He's so small. I don't know. Matt Ryan was nice. I'm not blown away by anybody in the AL Central. I mean, anybody last year either. You can say the NL Central too. (laughs) I mean, there's still, I don't know, nothing. I mean, the Royals had a pretty good offseason, but we got a lot of. Guys, you know what I mean? There's no team that's like, oh, damn, like there's no Dodgers or Orioles or, you know, like there's no one that's just like, oh, shit. even with the Royals, like I don't take them seriously. Like, yeah, they look a lot of proof, but that was basically a triple A squad last year. So like in that division, maybe they can hang around, but I'm with you. Like, I don't I'm not threatened by the Royals and all. That's not a good team. It's just yeah, nothing's really oh, scaring me here. I'm looking at the roster right now. Um. I haven't seen any in the Cub side of things, but we already have a couple guys in the best shape of their lives for the White Sox. Well done. Gary Kelly. He, he lost some pounds. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, he's got a long way to go, but uh, Michael Kopech apparently showed up to camp. How much was it? 20 pounds. It he lost 20 pounds. 20 pounds lighter. It also seems like he's, I don't want to say this, more willing, more outgoing with media. So far, I know it's only day one, but in years past, he's been very like reserved, very one answered. But like they did like a a stupid, you know, what's your name and a fun fact about you video. You oh, know, by for, the way, like, the, fun facts, White Sox for the social. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the well, <laughs> Fidge your boys was my fun fact is I'm from Vegas. Like, that was his okay. fun fact. Like, dude, yeah. we can read that in your bio. Yeah, like that's not fun, dude. But. You saw Kopech, and he like, was talk about usually, his time in Korea. Like, come on. He was usually with C. He actually did though, and that interview was interesting because they're boring. like, "How was you?" They're like, "No." They said, they're "Like, how was your? What was the biggest difference between you know here and playing ball overseas?" He's like, "The first time I took the mound over there, and you could hear the chants because you guys know the the Korean, the Japanese, all the baseball leagues, they all have like organized chants. Like, it's like." serious business over there and he said he was on the mound and he's looking around and he just hears the chance he's like i'm definitely playing baseball in asia right now like, like going is, to a texas a football yeah, this is fucking <laughs> wild dude but i found it kind of making me more optimistic towards michael copa to see he actually seems fucking happy that's like, what i was co- yeah yeah the last couple years, he just seemed like, and I know he's suffering from, you know, some mental issues, like not mental, but like depression well, and like, him, like one, he was going through, he was engaged a public to, breakup, had yeah. a very public breakup. 
with the kid involved and stuff like anxiety and stuff like you said Mm -hmm. having a kid too then last year he's struggling on the mound with all these high expectations obviously frustrated so yeah i could see where he'd be in a better headspace on a team with not a whole lot of pressure i think personal life is going a little bit better i could see why he'd be happy but in that fun fact video dylan sees being the fucking weirdo that he is is like oh geez i gotta think of a fun fact and copa comes in he's like i'll do it for you so this is my buddy dylan sees he's a co-owner of a disc golf frisbee disc golf course and cease is like hi my name is don't cease i own three disc golf he's like oh watch out we got a badass over like (laughs) but like it was good to see him like joking around and in his locker room scrum it wasn't just all like yeah no gotta be better trying to do better like he was giving full full answers uh, very yeah he seems hoping should take it to the next level be like you thinking about opening one in baltimore huh Huh? (laughs) that'd be awesome oh we can get to that in a minute too but um yeah, and it, so we haven't seen the position players roll in, but apparently, like, Makata's already there. Uh, a couple guys that have Lopez been tagged been as, down there for a couple. Yeah, of guys that have been tagged as, like, lazy or not giving a shit. Those are the guys that actually are already there, except for us. Is Eloy there? Uh, actually, I think he is. All right, there you go. But the big news was Makata. I guess Makata has never shown up early, like, in his career. And he's already down there. And, and like, Mitch said, Nicky Lopez. He had a residency in Gary. He is a fucking, he's been there. (laughs) Again, and I don't want people that watch this or that listen to the show or whatever to get it twisted. I understand what kind of ball club we have. I understand what kind of ball club the White Sox are. But I'm sorry, folks. No matter how hard you try, I'm going to get excited about the White Sox in end of February, March time every fucking year. You know so he's excited. He's wearing a White Sox hat for the first time in like months. You can't see it because <laughs> of the lighting, but it's 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 uh like a green White Sox. But yeah, I know I actually did this on purpose. I did the 108 show last night, and I wore the Sox hat because I knew some of the people in the comments are the people that apparently are upset when I don't wear Sox hat hats. watchers. Oh yeah, so I, hat I watchers. The, you never wear a Sox hat. It's always like every this, iteration of an NL East team or something. I have. <laughs> Ten different socks hats. I just grab a different hat off the wall, man. But got the Denny Hamlin drawers. Pulls. Uh, yeah, I seriously <laughs> do. But it's on the wall. But uh, which Rocky? I wore it last night, and it was the first thing I said when I got on the the one hundred and eight. I was like, and just for you guys, I got my socks hat on to prove I'm a one number one fan. I'm big fan. I got their hat on because apparently you can't be a fan of the team unless you wear their hat all the time. That's true. It's that, that is true. Yeah, grow the fuck up. But um, I am excited about this team, though. I'm. It's my favorite team. It's been my favorite team my entire life. I'm a fan. Let me be excited, dude. I know they're not going to be good. So, but as me and Mitch and both said on the show, like, it's it could be fun. They could be that scrappy team that they league. make. It's that they like, make thirty for thirties about and shit like that. Maybe they'll make another Brad Pitt movie with them. And Mike Moustakis oh. was the missing piece. <laughs> I would play Chris Getz in uh, Moneyball too. Michael J. Fox. Ah, uh, no, no, he's too old, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> and there's other reasons. <laughs> they can do crazy shit with CGI and all that stuff. Now. Yeah, yeah, hey, you know what though? Michael he J. Said Fox he wants to keep acting. Curb your enthusiasm. So I mean, anything. yeah. He can do it. I'm sorry. I don't knock people down for disabilities. 
Well, I'm just saying more for the look. I mean, Chris Getz is like, what, like 40? Okay, he's still a good-looking guy. He, for now, let him be the GM for this team for a year. We're talking about – we're talking <laughs> – <laughs> Oh, man. Somebody needs to do so the – walking will play. Chris no, no, no. So you wouldn't get older. The At job security he has. He's going to be employed like the next 10 years no matter how <laughs> That's true. He probably just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, yeah. I signed a blood oath with the Ryan Store family. I'm here for at least a decade. This soft season, it's I don't like our team. We need to improve. It'll be Matt Damon. Like Matt five Damon years from now, to like yeah, just oh, well, Matt Damon. Okay. Matt Damon would be a good one. Yeah. I'll give you that. Matt got Damon. Would be a good one. He's got the square head like Gats. They got that square head thing. Yeah, Matt oh. Damon would be a good one. Ooh, I want, who'd play, who'd play being a disgruntled right Rick now? <laughs> like pouting Rick Hahn. Yeah, just like. Have Please. one scene of him. <laughs> Have one scene of him in a dark room on his computer Please. on Twitter. Listening to like <laughs> Dr. Tom, Tom Green. <laughs> I want him on Twitter, like He's tweeting at White Sox fans. Like Rick Hahn oh. Rick Hahn was screwed by Jerry. They didn't want Is to Bill Paxton still alive? No. No. Because I'm trying to think of guys that look like Rick Hahn. Oh wait. I don't know. Mitch, out of the out of all the new guys who, who play Pedro? some of the minor league uh, signings, like who's your who's oh, your guy? Do you have I a guy it. yet? Like you're cheering for? Chucky's the guy I really want to make the team. Um, maybe a more I realistic. He'll make the team though. Like a guy that's actually gonna make the team. Yeah, like a guy who's <laughs> making. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm a prelander guy. I was I'm, trying to. I'm I was a prelander to... guy. I'm a prelander guy. I was trying really? to make Zoe fall in love with Nicky Lopez, but he he didn't want to take the bait. I'm not budging on that. I'm a prelander guy. I'm rooting for Garrett Crochet, big time. Oh, I love yeah, Garrett Crochet. I like a lot, but he was already one of my guys. Out of the new guys, I think Martin Maldonado is going to be a very beneficial signing. Mm-hmm. I like what he brought to the table in Houston, and I think he'll piss. You a always lot love of your catchers. Off, you always love your catchers. Well, he man. doesn't hit well, so Fox Sox fans aren't going to like him. But I think he'll <laughs> bring a lot to the table. He's so a great defensive catcher. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going with Martin Maldonado. Okay, give okay. me, give me Dominic Fletcher. Dom, the Dom. Dom's like the obvious answer. The guy that's going to be good. Dom, and give me, uh, give me Prelander. I'm a big Prelander guy. Prelander. Is he going to make the team? Oh, you know what? Tim Hill. That's who. That that's Tim Hill. I mean, how could we forget? The the homeless looking guy. Yeah, (laughs) Tim Hill. There we go. Hill and Maldonado. That's who I like. The old castoffs. There we go. And Chucky, Chucky Robinson too. We got to get. We are we we are the the Chucky Robinson podcast. That's right. Who is Josemar cousin? He's gonna be your new White Sox. So. <laughs> no, where did he come from? No idea. I do remember is looking at his name. Who the hell is this guy? Where they added from? Uh, he played for. He's been in the White Sox system. Oh man! No, he was he was with Milwaukee. Nah, different was guy. He? No, uh, he played for Winston Salem last year. Yeah, we're thinking of a different cousin. Oh yeah, I have Jake. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he played on Birmingham last night. This is Josemar. 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 Six six three one eighty five. Twenty five years old. He pitched three games in rookie ball, ten games in high A, and two games in Birmingham. I know nothing. I didn't. I don't even know who this guy is. Which is another really funny thing, actually, if you think about it. So the White Sox tweeted out a picture. Oh my god! Of like these players like arriving, and they didn't. No one knew. Who, everyone's quote tweeting it and retweeting, like commenting, like 
who the fuck are oh these guys? Gosh, yeah. So then they did another round of pitchers and they put the players' names on the pitcher. They were literally bullied into tagging who these guys were because no one knew who they were. I had no idea what Fetty looked like. I just knew it was a white dude. That's it. Well, you know, like so, even White Sox PR people probably have a packet they carry with them that has like they the have actual to. photographs. They probably, no, they probably did it like 10 times. Like, let's make sure yep, that's who yep. it is. It's like the red so, carpet. They've got those pre-landers like pre-landers photo. You got you sold me. I think I pre-landers is gonna be. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm Dude, jumping on the pre-lander bandwagon. The fact that he's five eleven and he throws his entire body into every pitch. Watch him pitching, dude. It's awesome. And the first name's Prelander. Yeah, I mean, I mean how his name alone. Prelander. Yep. He's got the dreads. What? Last name's yeah. Baroa by chance. If anyone's listening, he's got the dreads flying. Got a crooked ass smile in his picture, like. Dude just throws. He puts everything into every pitch. And, yeah, I'm down. I'm in. I'm a pre-lander guy. What about? I need to see Tim Hill do something besides smoking Newport. Like, I just need to see him. <laughs> we'll blow a couple saves in April. Uh, change your mind on him. Blow your Probably. mind. He takes them out for his first appearance, and he hey, literally has a heater in his mouth. like dangling You can't off. blow saves if you're losing all the time, though. <laughs> that means true. you're doing something right. That's right. But I'm still, I mean, of all the players, I still think contract year Moncada is going to fuck some shit up this year. Till he gets hurt. Well, that means you guys are going to trade him, right? Yeah. get traded. Yeah. If he comes out of the gate hot, he's gone by the all star break. There's a lot of money that's like the team would probably, the White Sox probably wouldn't get a great return because they probably have to eat some of that, what, $24 million, 26 is it? That's how good he is. I mean, the gloves yeah, there. Still, we all know he's a glove. That's yeah. a lot. That's a bit though. They're still going to have to eat a lot of it. It's going to be hard. If they want a good prospect back, yeah. yeah, yeah. If they want, yes, that's yeah. But I mean, the gloves there for a twenty-eight-year-old switch hitting third baseman. Oh. You know, like if he plays like twenty, what was his best? Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Like if he's twenty nineteen, one kind of that's like well, like a top ten third baseman. Yeah, he had three fifteen that year, dude. How many homers he have that? Twenty five home runs. He was like a five war player. He had a real end of the season though. Like he he, he did. Turned- he had a great he had a great April before he tweaked his back, and he had a great end of the season too when he finally got healthy. That's the like trouble, man. The, those bags. It's really all about health, and that's a big if with them, as we've seen. And I don't trust his health. Mm-hmm. It's fair. I have to ask, guys. We've been we've been talking about it since November. Like you get you guys think the Cubs are going to sign Bellinger? <laughs> Every single team that's been connected to him for the past two months, this past week, including the Cubs, including Jed Hoyer, have all said it's like, ah, you know, we're in spring training now. We're kind of focused on the players we have here. Uh, Jed Hoyer didn't directly say like, oh no, we're like not going to add any more players. The Blue Jays, their GM was like, yeah, yeah, we're not really. I think make the Blue any- Jays dropped off. Take that with a grain of no. salt because Rick Hahn said that he was really impressed with Rami Gonzalez and then the next day signed Elvis Andrews. So, I mean, I don't know. If but no, that's know. the thing. Elvis Andrews was like, what, two, three million dollars? Like Cody Mellinger, you're committing. Yeah, but like, don't believe everything you hear. They're, they're... The Angels, Artie Moreno's like, yeah, our payroll is going to be a lot lower. Not really yeah. looking. The Giant, the Giants are still, I do think, but he, but all their moves indicate that they're shifting away. I think, I think the Giants are out now at this point. I like who the hell's yeah. left? The, there's like a no, little the, tiny twins rumor that popped up today, but that was I, Giants, can't, I still can't find the article that well, that so, came from. So mentioned it too early. He said, you know, what about the the Blue Jays? At a, I have a question for you beyond just this, uh, Zo. But yeah, they signed Vogelbach, uh, Danny. 
Burgers, right? Is that Danny? Danny Burger? Danny fucking Burger. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't notice. My next question, that's 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 why they would say that the Blue Jays are out, but I'd say he's more of a, a bench guy. No, um, I wouldn't say he's okay answer this question. What is he now? If he's in Canada, he's no longer Danny fucking Boygas. Is he like Danny Poutine? Like, what is his new shtick? Is it going to be a Canadian person? Oh, shit. Well, first of all, first of all, he's got to make the fucking team because it's a minor league deal with a camp invite. Mm -hmm. So Danny Canadian Bacon. Yeah, that was I like. Danny Le Boygas. Le Big Mac. Le Big Mac. The, te the Texas Rangers, World Series champs, they don't have like a good TV deal beyond this year. <laughs> They're like, ah, we're we're kind of we're not gonna. We're Jordan Montgomery, we love you, but we're we're not trying to pay you a hundred million dollars. I mean, I. It's crazy. I have no idea. There's no indication where any of these guys could sign. No, and, and it's not just it's not again it's not just the Boris clients. There's a lot of free agents out there right now too. One hundred and twelve. Holy! <laughs> I thought it was. I thought that's that's a lot more than I thought. I mean, Wait, was it's, I think that was. I don't know if Vogelback and uh, Escobar count because they did play in the majors last year. So maybe it's down to 110 oh my players God. who played last year at least a couple games in the major leagues are still unsigned right now. Shenanigans! It's shenanigans. It's, 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 and, it's and they're going to blame the players. It's it's gonna, they're going to try and blame the players, but it's the owners that aren't going up. And they're like, "Well, fuck you!" Like, and it sounds like Chase and I've heard Chase talk about this in the past. Some of these teams are looking at some computer stuff that says like value with salary, paying a veteran versus just bringing up one of the young pups. Yeah. Some of these things, you know, maybe they're looking at these and going, fine, okay, we're just going to go ahead and go with if, if it saves us a few bucks here and there. And it's not, it's a minimal difference from a veteran to a, you know, what a, a maybe a young pup brings up. Maybe that's what they do. And they just kind of like it just filters out. But I guess we'll see. It's just, it feels like the owners are punching back after losing a little ground the last couple of years. So uh, don't you think they should have a cap on when these guys should sign by, by like December or so? It'd make it a little bit more entertaining. No, I know what you're doing, Mitch, but I'm not doing it again because it's fucking stupid because apparently I hate players and their families and their kids and their dogs. Wait, Mitch, Mitch, you can take Zoe's, uh, you can take, you be Zoe, I'll be Kevin. Pick rocks, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> There is fair arguments on both sides. Well, that's a fair arguments on both sides. Oh, no. If you don't think one way, you hate no. people's kids. I, so, <laughs> hey, hey, I donate to a charity and I find out that that charity has been using my money on... <laughs> if I donate to a charity and I find out that charity has been using money on something that I don't agree and that means I'm inadvertently contributing to them supporting something that I don't agree with. And if I support an odd policy... that their kids and their family and people their kids that starve and their dogs die... We need to do the. We need to stuff. have a picture of Zoe, like the MJ one. It's like fuck them kids. <laughs> fuck them players. I guess. Fuck them players' families. Yeah, I guess. But all right, here we go. We can all agree on this. Rob Manfred out five years. Woo. That's gonna be out? good. Yeah. He's Even though I, I think I heard that the that the guy who's gonna replace him might be worse. So. Oh yeah, he's gonna be worse. He works for the owners. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Theo. like revolutionary guy come in there trying to change. Unless things. it's Theo, Theo can save baseball still. No, save it again. Once the owners start paying him. Theo will fall right in line with the rest no. of those. I mean, wasn't saved. wasn't Manfield the lawyer for MLB before he got the job? Probably. Yeah, he was. I'm he was like, sure like, he was alongside. Uh, but yeah, he was like he was the lawyer for the league, and then he like moved into. I don't know. I hope they get. Yeah. 
like all positions of power in this country, I hope everybody kind of goes a little younger. Like Rick Hahn. He's a, Rick Hahn. he's a lawyer. He knows legal jargon. Yes, Rick Hahn Rick would be the Rick ideal Rick. guy, right? Oh all God. the law- can you imagine all the lawyer talk in all these press conferences? Yeah, he would be perfect for it. Yeah. Uh, well, we know revenues down, <laughs> but in our age demo from uh, 15 to 17 year olds watching on Wednesday nights in the state of California, it's actually up. So, and he puts a uh, Rick Hahn just puts a new tax in, but it's only for the White Sox. He makes Everybody Andrew Benintendi the new MLB logo. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. 100% that happens. Um, yeah, I'm good with him stepping away. I think it needs some new blood. I was happy to hear him say in the interview that he like openly admitted he fucked up handling the Astros case. Like That's okay, the first time okay. he's ever openly admitted it. He didn't. All he said was not my best decision ever. He's going to have but a lot so, of shit to say after he's done. When he is no yes. longer, when he, when his he non-disclosure is. stuff is done, and he can say what he, what really happened, I am so stoked for that. I'm not stoked for how old I'll be when we get there, but I'm stoked yeah. that one day he will be able to reveal all. And I bet you there's some juicy ass shit in there. This is the new MLB logo. <laughs> you want a new TV deal? Talk to me after the parade. Talk to me after the parade. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I wonder what Rick's up to. What do you think Rick's doing? He, Rick's just chilling with his kids, right? Uh, MLB the Rick show. Watching Michigan football. Stan Sharp. The, the, the best is he's doing MLB the show, and he turned on, like, no forced trades, and every time he does something, they're like, no, nah, dude, you can't do it. He's like, oh, it's a fun video game. Uh, I don't know. It's probably golf. Where, where, where do you, does he still live in Illinois? Probably, right? No. I have no idea. I would guess not. I've. I mean, why would he's he backpacking like in Europe for a while? He's oh, he has a family. Can't do that. He has kids. <laughs> yeah. Get out of this tax hellhole. It's probably like, Eric, uh, like Florida golfing. Listening to Dre and Snoop. Yeah. Reinventing I, himself. I never will get over that part of that interview where he's like, yeah, I just like to relax, listen to some 90s hip hop, you know, Dre and Snoop. And uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> working on it. maybe he's yes. working on a new album. Maybe he's, he's maybe he's in the way. Yes, that's why I keep bringing it up. I know you guys don't ever react when I say it, but that's why I keep bringing it up because I've he said never that heard I've, I've missed that. I did not. I he said he likes that. he likes nineties hip hop. He said he listens. He'll throw on some Dre. When was this? Snoop. It was out of one of the fucking billion interviews he did. Was last it year. pre or post? Uh, talk to me year? after the parade comment. How the it hell? Was, hell it was last year before he got fired. Oh, but I feel like we would have been all over. I don't know. I don't know if it's it's frozen or if those edibles just kicked in. (laughs) (laughs) Frozen. (laughs) But yeah, I. I mean, Rick's probably Rick's a very rich man. Rick's gonna be alright. He's chilling, and if he ever really wanted to, I can totally, in all seriousness, see Rick Hahn just becoming like some pro bono, like I work for the little guy type lawyer. Because he doesn't need the money, and he, and all honesty, he seems like a pretty good dude. He is. Right? I think he's bad general manager aside. I think he is. Yes. Smart. Like you don't get that job by being a dummy. Exactly. Even but I also happens. think he's just he's a good guy, and I think he would kind of do that where he's like, I'm already a multi millionaire. I had I got my I had my dream job and blah blah blah. Like I'm uh, chilling. He's. These guys, these guys have. If he ego. gets back he, into he, law, I doubt he even does. But no, no, this guy, these guys have an ego. He wants another shot. He, he's, 
new GM again. He's going to come up to whatever new owners. Like the A's. Like, oh, you guys, let me, let Vegas? me, let me see. Hold on. Fizz, Fizz, Fizz did you just flush a toilet? Did you just flush a toilet? Who? You. Me? Yeah. No, I'm hot. I could have swore, I, I swore I heard a toilet flush in my headphone. Uh, no, this is not the bathroom. I know, but if you like, if your bathroom's like across the hall, I was gonna tell you, you have the loudest toilet I ever heard. Rick Hahn, like, after DePoto gets fired, like in a couple of years after the Mariners fail, Rick Hahn to the Mariners. Mm-hmm. I can see. It. I don't think he takes another baseball job. He's young though, isn't he? Like, what, like forty? Started recording career, man. He's in the lab right now, recording his first Arhan beat. And he's on the track. Yep, he's reinventing himself completely. All right, so he's I just do a little older, a little older. I just think he's like, I've had enough of that shit. MC Hunt. Like, I don't need to deal with that shit anymore. I have millions of dollars. My kids are Hondo. getting older. I'm just gonna chill, dude. Like, I guess. I, I just, I just want to. I just want to. I want to hear more Mitch impressions when Rick comes back on the scene. <laughs> Hopefully, Re- release a book of. The real books. question is. Is what's Kenny doing? Because you he know is, right now he's he is swearing at someone like I threw his phone. You know right now he's trying to figure out a way to get back on TV or back in the newspapers or back somewhere because he's watching these interviews with like Gats and you know other coaches and shit and he's just like, do you do he, you guys he doesn't know like when they hired the Tony Larusa was Kenny Williams like championing it? Or was he kind of like not talking about it at all? Because if he was, if he was a Tony guy, they're texting or maybe not texting, but they're like they're talking to each other every day right now. I think like Tony, what are they doing? He never really brought it up, did he, Mitch? He never never really talked about it. it. We only heard from him. Like, yeah, we hardly have really heard from uh, old Kenny last year. Well, the other thing that I wanted to like actual thing to talk about is the White Sox apparently want around a billion that's with a b billion dollars in public money to build their new proposed stadium that's on top of the expected 500 million subsidiary for infrastructure from a city tif district that covers the site and this just keeps going the white Sox are valued at 2.05 billion by forbes billionaire owner reinsdorf and related related midwest that's the company that would be building it they own the yeah, they're arguing that the stadium subsidized subsidiaries, sorry, will bring along billions in private invest, investments. You know what's so funny about that whole thing too? Because they had the projections of how many people they're like, oh, it's gonna attract like 5.5 million people a year. Well, the White Sox have an average over two million in attendance. Like they they they've done it once in the last decade. So now all of a sudden they're gonna be at like averaging five million, and I get to be other events and stuff there, but they're not getting over right. five. Million. That is, they're well, pulling that out of the That's why I've said from the beginning that if they do this shit, maybe it lights a fire to put together a good fucking team because you want butts in the fucking seat. But they're they're definitely selling like the experience and like the bars and the restaurants well, and the condos and the. That's exactly it. They are banking on the fact that the White Sox in that location that other businesses are gonna want to build their shit right around the stadium to be in. And that's that the day. private money he's talking about. So I don't know. I think it's it's a tough look. Yeah. It is, but if anyone can get yeah. that done, it's Jerry. Like he didn't get all that money by being. Oh. Stupid. Without a doubt, but I'm just saying from a fan's point of view, just seeing if I still 
lived in Chicago and paid city taxes, I'd be like, the fuck? Taxes are already high enough. I know, but now for them to be asking for a billion dollars of taxpayer money to build this shit, it's like, yo. (laughs) He's like, I ain't paying that anyway. (laughs) I'm not anymore. I'm still in Cook County, though, but I'm not. I don't pay city taxes anymore, but. Jerry's just be like, I'm not paying the whole thing anyway. I'll be, uh, no, that's why. What did some of state taxes too? Yeah, rich guys are very good at spending other people's money. That's how they become Uh, rich guys. Yeah, but there's no Cubs didn't get tax money. This is true. They didn't have taxes back then. They paid it like bees and wooden nickels. The Cubs had like a whole bunch of hundred million dollar projects that they had to do. Well, and I will always shit on the Ricketts for what they didn't do uh, post-2016 with free agents, but they've pretty much spent their own money. And again, I know they're rich as hell. Duh. But they, they didn't take uh, they didn't take funny, taxes up. Funny little backstory behind it. And this is the dumb down version. Not like Jerry, sports. horrible owner. When the Cubs yeah. were trying to get their upgrades oh, or whatever, <laughs> they were threatening to move out of Wrigley Field. And one of the places that they were like gonna have the location was Rosemont, where the Chicago mm-hmm. Dogs' current stadium is. So Rosemont, obviously, they got all excited. They raised a bunch of money, like, yeah, this would be a great spot for them. Well, obviously, the city of Chicago, like, you know, they don't, want, they're not gonna lose the Cubs, and like the Cubs weren't gonna move away from Wrigley Field, so they spent all that out of pocket money. But because Rosemont had raised all that money to try and lure the Cubs in, and they had the location all planned out for where the new ballpark would be, that ended up being the Chicago Dog Stadium, and that's why that stadium's so nice because there's a lot of that. Was from Cubs money. They're I got a problem with that that there. stadium because I know where it is, and I've never been to a Chicago Dogs game, and I've heard it's a good time. But every time I drive by it, when I initially drive by it, I don't know who the fuck plays there. They need to put like a sign towards the highway, like this is where the Chicago Dogs play. You only see it when you're coming back. Interestingly enough, inside of the field, so they get a shit ton of ad money too because that giant because they don't put the Chicago Dogs logo, but they have the big video board on the back right. of the jumbotron there. And that guy makes a sh- the owner of that team makes a shit ton of money off the ads that they just flash. Well, that's fucking a plus real does estate. Does that the dude. new stadium? Just giant. It's you nice. Almost- so if you ever want to take your kid to like a cheap baseball game with, but the quality of baseball is pretty good too because a lot of those guys are like double A to triple A caliber that just couldn't stick around professionally. Yeah. Or you get some I young go- hungry guys that didn't get drafted, which like a couple of them had signed when I I was there. But. Before I took the the little dude to his first Sox game, we went to a couple of Windy City Thunderbolts game. I think they're the same league. But independent ball? They are independent. This- yeah. yeah. Uh, they're the American but- Association of the Dogs. But. Uh, but yeah, I go to, it's right over here. It's not too far away to Windy City Thunderbolts and they always have like 50 cent dollar beers and shit like that. Dogs are pretty good. They had Charlie Tilson, former White Sox legend, on the team uh, last oh, year. I remember that guy. He broke uh, his leg, right? Like first game. Yeah, he was going to be yeah. the starting center fielder, too, though, one year. Um, and then yep. he had a little bit of a leg injury. Yep. yep In Detroit, yep. right? I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he was supposed to be the speed that they needed that they haven't Willie had Garcia. He he was in that league. He was playing for the Winnipeg uh, the Winnipeg team because I remember he came when I was like working there. I was like, oh my god, Willie Garcia, White Sox legend. He like double take. He's like, wait, you actually know who I am? I'm like, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> when they had the three Garcia outfield. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. But yeah, I just thought it was yeah, wild to come out and ask for a fucking billion dollars. And he's gonna get he'll, it. He's gonna get <laughs> it. 
people can kick and scream and bitch and cry and all that shit and all these plans and renderings and whatnot do not come out unless they're moving. Like, oh, otherwise it'd be such a letdown that Jerry would do like that. They're going to move. Have you guys seen the other renderings? Like, I think the Royals have had renderings out. Uh, yeah. The A's, a whole bunch of. I was Did those come outfits? The Royals. There's a there's a, a rendering, but it's not public yet. That's not a public at this point. They've got some. I was they've got say, some I don't think I've stuff. seen anything. No, they've got the, the full well, they full rendering. Salt Lake City had the rendering. Yeah, well, that's like that wealthy family. They're crazy. Um, but the people that are doing it are taking a little bit of extra time. It, they basically, I think they rehired a new firm to do it. So like basically, they started from scratch. Um, but everything it made, it's all still they're they're blowing up the the fucking high Tropicana on April third. So who gets yeah, a new really. stadium the first? The White stadium. Sox, the Royals, or the A's? The, well, the Royal Stadium for like where the yeah, renderings are in that proposed location. 2028. I was at the spot because I was in KC for work the last two days. The spot they want to build that stadium, horrible location. Like people are complaining about White Sox parking. There's going to be nowhere. There's hardly anywhere to park in that city to begin with. But like the spot they want to build it, like it's going to be a nightmare for parking traffic, which makes no sense because they already have a great spot next to Arrowhead with all that parking real estate where you can tailgate, easy to get in, easy to get out. They want to move it to the heart of downtown to a spot that's like, well, we swarm with traffic. That's going to be a shit show. I don't know what the hell they're thinking there. They want to get more money, just have a good baseball team. They had no problem drawing people 2014, 2015. When you're fielding the AAA team every year, no one's going to show up. Arrowhead's right next to it. They show up to those games because the Chiefs are good. They really are dropping that stadium, according to those. It's like putting... A stadium in the middle of the financial district for the White Sox, like it's in the middle of downtown Kansas City. It's it's such a shitty location, and there's like that's hardly the any. First room. thing I thought of, the stadium itself looks gorgeous. It's just where they want to drop it. It's like, yep. Ugh. Is there like any direct like freeway access, or is it like literally like not that I saw in the picture? Like right I don't know. Kind of like where the exits are, though. Too, it's like a very weird spot because like there is freeway access, but like you kind of have to get like right off, and then like the location's like right there. So I could see traffic even being a nightmare just coming off one of the freeway exits there. I don't know. We'll see, but I don't think it's gonna be that has disaster written all over it. But that's a. Um, we're not gonna do this rodeo again about uh, <laughs> the White Sox and parking and shit like that. But it's just like air feds. The athletic stadium actually has a pretty good option because you can come up from the south. You're not actually come. You don't have to come up the strip to get there. So that that one, I think, people any concerns there is actually they're pretty unfounded. I think MGM is going to profit big time. This though. is the one that was on. Uh, oh, hold on, it's getting. That's the new thing that that up that top that looks like a ring almost. I've seen that this. on some renderings. That's the new, but like, Soft. is this a highway, Mitch? Like, where's the highway? Yeah, I think that is. And then I think they have, from one of the renderings I saw, there's a little walkway going over one of the roads from, like, the opposite side. Because I think it's Yeah, it looks like here, too, they got, like, a glass ceiling walkway here, too, to cover people from the weather. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's the inside. That's actually nice. And they kept the phone. Yankee Stadium a little. A little bit, yeah, but it's got the fountain, which they got to yeah. keep the fountain. That's a staple of Royals. I, I don't like that they don't have the scoreboard, the the big. Uh, yeah, thing. I always thought it was a cool little, like even though it's old, like I I, I thought it was in a fine stadium. I had no idea. Like I, I was there for the first time this past. I mean, like this that is, makes it, it like that makes it the Royal. Like it's like oh yeah, you know where you're at. You're so would they block off the street like they do in Boston? Like is this become like Royal Way or whatever? 
don't know. This is crazy. Oh, you can kayak. Bobby Witt Avenue? Hmm? Or you can canoe and catch a game. It's very nice. <laughs> it's very nice. It's very nice. You can. Very nice. Oh, look at this guy. He's standing on his paddleboard with his child sitting there watching the game. That looks like very one nice. of those. Is that, or is that a dog? Go back. Was that a seal or a dog on the sidewalk? I can't tell. Right here? Like a seal. A, it looks like a, a golden lab. Oh, okay. Yellow lab. Golden retriever. Yellow lab. But yeah, this guy's just kicking it. He's standing on a paddleboard with his kid just sitting right here, catching the game on the Jumbotron. Cheap fuck. Look that little couple up right on the waterfront just talking about. Just hanging out, watching this dude slide. Just living life, man. Not a cell phone in sight. Just people living life, enjoying it. Wow, poor Wi-Fi service outside the new real estate. So <laughs> where... All right, I'm going to just say, is this the parking lot? I, I don't know. According to this picture, this is... There's a pair of buildings if that's the parking lot. This is a Wendy's. Uh, so here's the highway. Okay. I mean, at least the new Sox stadium, like, there's, like, CTA, uh, Metro Trains, fucking... Buses, water taxis. There's a million different ways to get there, but like, this is I don't see that. I don't know. I like how I they know. added um that they're gonna have frozen fireworks as a display at the stadium. Um, that is they're, nice. They're just like frozen up. Lord knows I love me some frozen fireworks. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting though, because right now the current Kauffman Stadium they share a parking lot with Arrowhead, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. It's a fantastic tailgating lot. It's, it's, I've I heard do, that. I like that place, yeah. Do you think that maybe perhaps a lot of these new stadium developments are taking into consideration the encouragement of people using like ride shares more frequently too, though? Yes, and that's <laughs> been... Like, like a big focus here. That's why I asked. It's been a big... That was a big topic of conversation. When the White Sox stuff first came out, people were like, good, maybe there isn't any parking. Maybe you should ride share. You should take public transportation and stop driving everywhere. That got received with the big old Chicago, well, fuck yourself. But <laughs> so. If you're not drinking and driving after the game, are you really doing it? Yeah. Are you really enjoying your fan experience if you're not putting your life in danger? <laughs> like, yeah. You made me laugh. And in, in that Bob Marley movie, he's driving his kids, his two kids in the car, and he's literally just smoking a joint while he's doing it. Like, well, according to Bill Maher, it helps to drive. Yeah. Oh, got a good playlist, I guess. But I don't know. I was I mean, thinking that whatever. where he's smoking the joint and then he drops it out of his pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where does Whit Merrifield play for the Phillies? Everywhere. He's is a utility guy. He's going to get some outfield Super because utility. Uh, Brandon Marsh got injured. I think they expect him back by opening day, but if he's not. Which is funny because he was saying on the White Sox talk podcast earlier this offseason, he's like, I want to play second base. He's like, if I have to play right field, I will. I want to be an everyday second baseman. I don't like switching back and forth. I'm better at second base. And I, don't think, uh, I don't think our guy Bryson's going to be moving. Yeah, Bryson ain't going anywhere. So, you know, he's no, like, he's, a, he's, he's, he's a utility guy. I mean, he'll, he'll get his starts. They're not paying him $8 million to just be a bench guy. He's going to be the Zobrist, which is what he's always been. Just a lot worse. <laughs> I'm saying, I for White Sox fans who I don't think there was a lot, but for some, like I, I don't think it's, you want to waste your time. I think it, your... <laughs> I feel like it's a, 
stopgap. It's a good miss. It's a stopgap. I, mean, I feel like, yeah. Uh, like that would have been a good move like two years ago. Yeah. But... So I wanted him two years ago with the Cubs. <laughs> you have. Uh, they wanted Nico though. Well, it was three years ago, maybe. It was, maybe it was three years ago when Nico first came up. He was like, and the he, Cubs were in talks, and the Royals were like, "Okay, we'll trade you Whitmerfield. Give us Nico Horner." Uh, so, Mitch, you have the ability to change this in a couple weeks, but what does your White Sox starting five look like? Subject uh, to change, I understand. I like an order: number one starter, number two starter, number three. I, um, preferably. Okay. Dylan Seats is going to be the opening day guy. Yeah, that's right. Is this who I think is going to do it or like who I want to see? In, in the you, let's go with who you want to see. Okay. I would like to see Dylan Seats at the um, – I'd still like to see Dylan at the one. Uh, I will say number two probably Betty, I am guess, maybe. Kopech number three. Crochet number four, like and then it. probably actually no, we'll make Crochet the fifth guy. We'll use him into it a little bit, mm-hmm. and then oof, see that's where it gets tough. Tuki Toussaint, I would like to see yeah. him over Kroll. I like Tuki better. So Tuki, no, Tuki's gonna be my five. Crochet is gonna be my number four. That that would be okay. the five. I'm gonna go. Cease Fetty, Soroka. Oh, I forgot about Soroka. Oh, Soroka is two. two. <laughs> Betty is three. Crochet is five. All right, Tukey's getting bounced. Soroka's, yeah. Soroka's the number two guy. Betty's number three. And that, yeah. 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 Oh, Tukey. Actually, actually, I'll probably go. Fuck. Yeah. We'll go Cease, Soroka, Fetty, Crochet, just to get that lefty in there. And then fifth starter, Kopek. I just got a weird feeling about this Chris Flexen kid. He's not really a kid, but everyone's a kid to me now because I'm older. But Chris Flexen can do something. It was just wild to hear both Gats and Pedro be like, yeah, we have 16 guys competing for the starting rotation. That is weird. All right, I got to go before I leave, though, before the show. Mm-hmm. Quick NASCAR, instead of a de facto NASCAR minute, NASCAR bet for you guys to place. You want some action on the 500. Initially, is that this weekend? Yeah, that is this weekend. That's Sunday. Uh, Initially, I mean, I work on Monday. This would be a zone. I oh. think your best bet, if you like value too, Toyotas is the winning manufacturer. I was initially going to go Ford. Didn't like the way they looked yesterday at the duels. Toyotas are the fastest cars. I think a Toyota. I'm literally going to put this bet in right now. Toyota? Will it Toyota rain and does the bet. rain affect it? Bet Toyota? Probably will rain. Yes. And if it gets delayed, it wouldn't affect how fast they are. But plus the Toyotas are the fastest all week. So yeah, okay. so plus 210, okay. Toyota winning manufacturer. If you want to get real right crazy on. and sprinkle a couple and like you, drivers on like certain drivers. Slow down, slow right. down. Let's start with Toyota. You got to build the trust here before we keep going a little bit crazy here. Now, these next Go. couple. Only sprinkle because for drivers to win, it is like literally anyone can win the 500, but like some guys that would be a good value bet, you know, throw a dollar or two, have a good time. Um, Denny Hamlin's very good on the speedways. Also a Toyota driver. He's plus a thousand. Yeah. Brad Keselowski, I think is due for a win. He is a very good super speedway racer. Wait, how come yeah. I can't bet the car? They should just, just have right, drivers. Oh, right now it's just drivers. They don't have. They don't have manufacturer odds yet. I got it. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, you're on a different site. I'm, I just yeah. uh, took uh, Kaslowski top three podium. 
plus okay. 350. Yeah. Plus 350 seems like a pretty good. Nope. All I have is a straight winner race lines for the day. It's the Daytona 500, yeah. right? If you're on DraftKings, day of, they usually have manufacturing. All right. Day of, I wrote it down. I literally wrote Toyota or Punch Mitch in the dick. So I hammered. I hit a uh, Hamlin and Kozlowski top three podium both. Other not as a parlay, just like, who, which I hope Alex is not listening because it's his guy, and I don't want to. Nope. Throw him but Kyle Busch, he he was second last year. Yeah, I could see him winning as well. But Toyota would be the bet that I would put the majority of. Well, on, what's his name? Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Bush. Mitch just said on the show. That I, I actually do have to head out though, so I'll see you. All right, take care, buddy. So, if the top three happen to be Kozlowski, Hamlin, and Bush, I will be very happy. I just 100% messaged Alex and said, Mitch just said on the show that Kyle Bush should win the 500 because I know Alex and I know he'll just run away with it now. <laughs> uh, is the Cubs rotation set? I was about to say, I have a, a actually, I think a slightly bold, but not super bold prediction that the, the Cubs are going to actually go with a six man rotation. I think they're going to open up with a six man with Shit, the Sox might too. Steele, Imanaga, Tyon, Assad, Hendricks, and Wicks. I'm not sure what order beyond uh, Tyon, but I think, uh, I think they're going to go with those guys. I think Wicks is going to earn it. He's, he has pitched as a back end guy. I would like to, he'd be a very fine back end guy right now. He's being the fine back end guy that I'd hope for at minimum, which is good. But Steele, Imanaga, Tyon, I think those guys, three guys are going to just open up as the three. And then those bottom three, Assad, Hendricks, and Wicks, will just kind of like flip around as it kind of see fit. At least for now. Um, what do you think? I think, it's be, I think they'll go with uh, – it'll be interesting because, yeah, I don't know. It'd be tough to have all those swing guys with uh, with Assad. And Assad can always go back and forth. In the mix and obviously yeah, I'm that. sorry. I can't hear that dude's name without thinking of the Assad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but started. uh started. uh what i would want so this is what i would want i i agree, I agree with kevin i think it's gonna be the mix of those guys i think wicks i don't want to fall into the trap again of what we had last year with wasneski because remember wasneski finished 2022 he looked awesome <laughs> he looked great in spring training and we're like fuck yeah this guy's gonna be awesome and he struggled so. Alex thinks uh, Mitch is trying to reverse jinx. Ooh, maybe, maybe he was. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, mind, games. Uh, mind games. But uh, what I would want, and I do think this, I do think this is still a possibility. Ooh. We keep we keep talking about Cody Bellinger, but I think it could be, I think it could be Justin Steele, Tyone, Jordan Montgomery, Kyle Hendricks, Jordan All Montgomery. Right. He's still out there. I think he might. He, I think he might take that one. No, Imanaga. They just. Oh, Imanaga. Of course, I forgot him. But yeah, but it would still be three lefties, and then Tyone and Hendricks. I think that that's what obviously what I want. Am I, is it gonna happen? Probably not. But the, Jordan Montgomery, he's not gonna get obviously as much money as Blake Snell. What if he panics? He's like, all right, fine, fuck it. Give me the one-year deal. I'll prove it again. So what is he, like 31? Very surprised that Texas has not signed him yet. And they're not going – well, from again, it is executives talking, but from what their GM said, they're not. <laughs> I think it's wild to me. Although I think Tyon's going to win 14 games this year. 
Tyone, I was very down on him because he had a couple shaky starts. Obviously, he struggled in in, uh, in April and May, and then he got hurt in April. Mm-hmm. And I was shaky on him again at like August, September. He had he just he gives up a lot of home runs, but fine, whatever. He was fantastic in the second half. If you look at his numbers, his last 14, 15 starts, I mean, he had like a mid three ZRA. He it's was hard good. Your new team, hard to adapt. You changing up. It's the same with Dansby, Spons- Dansby yeah. Swanson fading in the, at the end of the stretch. He probably expounded a little bit of extra energy just adapting to a new environment emotionally, just all around that stuff plays into that stuff. Same with time. We saw John Lester wasn't great out of the gate as a Cub. I mean, he wasn't like, I mean, he wasn't terrible, but he was, he wasn't like John Lester, John Lester for a second. It took a second. And these guys, a lot of the times, I think with the Cubs, especially because you got to get used to a different schedule. That whole season of adjustment, some of these guys come back much better in these deals in year two. Um, so I, I think that it, I, I mean, I, we saw I that with, and until he got hurt, I think we saw that with uh, what's his name? Les, these last p- two years before, you know, Stroman when he opted out. You know, he was, and that was the other thing with Tyon. He, like he, he looked a little shaky in April, and then he had the injury in April, missed a couple weeks. And I do think the, the Cubs were desperate. They, I, they brought him back too earlier. He, whatever it was, both sides agreed. They're like, we'll risk it. But he wasn't, it was obvious that he wasn't ready to come back from that two week IL injury stint. And it, and again, the struggles continued and it took him time to, you know, get back into his groove. But once he did, he, no, he was very good. I, and I was high on his signing uh, when they did it, mm-hmm. just because I remember his time from Pittsburgh. You know, he had decent numbers with the Yankees. It's like, hey, this guy's performed, you know, higher market teams. It's not like he's going to cave underneath the pressure. But then you see the early struggles. You're like, ah. You... But no, I agree with you. I think he, I think he's going to be a very good number two pitcher this year. And I think that is one of the reasons. I know we, we're, I know we'll get more into it as we get deeper into spring training, closer to opening day. And I, and I know it hinges on Cody Bellinger or not. But on paper, I know everyone's saying like they're clearly not better. But I also think we're forgetting a lot of bad that happened in the first three months. Not that everything that went right in the last three months of 2023 is also just going to happen again. But like Tyon is an example. It's like, hey, first half, one of the reasons that the Cubs starting rotation was shaky was because one of the guys that you were counting on wasn't good. Once he got good, the rest of the rotation started getting in a groove. They carried the team for a little bit there. So hey, maybe that maybe we actually get a complete season of that. That would be that'd be nice. Start to finish. Yep. Gentlemen, in the spirit of fairness, because we're all about that on this show. This is Tim Hill's new pitcher with the White Sox. Oh, oh what ha- I don't like him. He's oh, bad. He's so handsome on that no, first he's bad. I don't he's not gonna make the team. This oh. is what happens when you live on the West Coast. <laughs> this is what happens when you move to the Midwest. He's got wings though. He still has the wings going though. Like right oh, over the come on now. This this looks like a lot cleaner. Like this guy now looks no, like but I drinks, like him less now. He looks like Pirate he, Steve. <laughs> he looks like he drinks 12 Budweiser's and gets no, down that guy's like five years out of rehab. This, this, guy, this guy is pre rehab. <laughs> Which one is low hand now and low hand then? <laughs> Man. No, I've cleaned it up a little bit. Cleaned it up. Robert Downey Jr. in the 90s. Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) (laughs) But the other thing, now we're just getting into general what's going on around the league. If you're a Padres fan, what are you thinking about 
Xavier Bogart's going playing, getting booted over to second base. The minute the minute the Juan Soto uh, trade rumors popped up, and obviously it happened, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to be pissed off as a Padres fan because yes. the owner that or money. not owner or whatever ownership front office, their GM AJ Preller. He's responsible for it. He spent the money knowing damn well that Juan Soto was going to be making a lot of money this year. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to spend this big money on Xander Bogarts anyway. And now he has he's paying shortstop money for a okay second baseman and one mm-hmm. of the best players in baseball is with the Yankees. With the Yankees. <laughs> like, and who's, who's also going to be a free agent. At who the is going to be a free agent, so maybe... Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. I have no idea what's going on with the ownership. I think their owner did die, right, Kevin? It was yes. The, the, so that, that probably changed some things. Where it's like, hey, we're not going to spend as much. So that pro- maybe maybe Preller had no idea. A little in flux, like just as an organization, because yeah. it wasn't. So he was maybe maybe. Guy. So maybe I'll give you know Preller a little a little slack there. He didn't think the owner was going to die, and like, hey, we're not going to spend any more money this offseason. So, but man, it's just a tough look. That's a tough look. Ten you know, more though, years. You know, the thing is, though, they, they're moving a guy who literally is a gold glove winner to shortstop. So they're making a decision that no, shows. No, I think, I think so, he's going to ball out. That's the yeah, thing. I think, yeah. Still play. It's just this guy is that good, and he produces that you actually – it's a nice luxury to have, which is, you know, and, I, you know, tip your cap to Bogarts. He's playing along. He's playing fine with it. He said he wasn't what – he didn't expect to be good with it if you know if he thought about it in the past, but when it happened, he was actually unusually fine with it. He was a piece of okay, cool. He says he's fine. So I mean that's but man, this guy, I mean, his his defensive metrics apparently were off the charts. You know, uh, Kim is amazing. Yeah. Defensively. Um, so it's gonna solidify that right there. No, but no, so, but that's the thing. It's hold not, on. It's time, not out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Real play, quick. Nobody cares. Real right? quick, if anyone that is watching this is still alive just write one comment we haven't had a comment in this comment section for like 25 <laughs> minutes i feel like we're just talking to ourselves which is fine i can do this for the rest of the night but i'm just it's just weird because the number says there's people watching there's people watching maybe they're just they're chilling out on the couch huh that's fine Friday night. throw it on in, throw it on in the background something goes six the the big problem here is, that I'm guessing the Padres fans are having it's not like Kim or it's like oh man we're, we're moving Kim to shortstop it's you lost Juan Soto because you paid Xander yes, Bogarts. That's that's the that's biggest the thing problem. to be pissed off about. I God did I I thought like if the White Sox were actually gonna like try this offseason that Kim was gonna be the guy they went out and got. Oh, he would dude. He's so good defensively. He is one of the most underrated players in baseball. He's a very good baseball player. So he's gonna be a free agent after this year. Yes. And he's gonna get paid. He he's is paid good. And apparently everyone listening to the show is dead because no one commented. But still <laughs> still love you. Still love you. A little That's shy, maybe a little shy. Maybe taking a weed nap. Are they passed yeah. out on the couch right now with yeah, their laptop? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna tweet that we're still going. <laughs> so people know that I'm we're still that sleeps, it sure does take a hell of a lot of weed naps. But yeah, man. Fuck, dude. I would not be happy if I was a Padres fan. I mean, it's the right move. Yeah. It is 100%. It's 100% the right move. But the fact that, oh, there you go, Billy. Billy's alive. There you go, Billy. Thanks, Billy. Uh, the fact it. that, like Aldo said, I would be hyper focused on the fact that this cost them Juan Soto. 
Yeah, I just hear that if Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner switched, I would be fine. It's is is the position solidified? Is it better? No, but it would be like if the Cubs had. It's like if the Cubs, let's say Cody Bellinger was under contract and it was it was a long term deal, or he was still in his twenties and he was great, and you still had him under control for one more year, and you paid Dansby Swanson the big money. And Dan Swanson has the season he had, which he was fine. A good season. Had like a four plus war. He was good. Uh-huh. But it's like then 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 you find out it's like, wait, gotta cut back on money. You can switch Nico Horner's great. You're switching the players, but you have to trade Cody Bunger. We can't afford him. Like that would be like that it would be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they like, you're losing know. a superstar. Right, yep. that's a you lose your superstar right there. That's the hardest thing to replace is you can't replace a superstar. So they exactly they, if there was the, no other ramifications and they were just switching these guys just to switch yeah. these guys. If, if Juan Soto is still on okay. the team, it's like why right, not? Kim first stop. Yeah. yeah, we're so lucky as Cubs fans that the Padres aren't in on Bellinger. Like they should be. Like they with what be. they need, and they're a not. lot of these teams should be. <laughs> I mean, they're not, or maybe they are. Maybe they are. I don't know. They probably are, but they're probably not. Yeah, it's just that would who knows. I'd be a little salty because I mean, we talk about how much of a letdown the White Sox have been, like how they had this window and they, bro. How many times have we been like, man, the Padres are just doing it right? Look at these off seasons; they're killing it. Like AJ Preller went like what, like two straight years of being like, yes. This is what I want my GM to be. Be aggressive. Like this is what I want my team to do. Go out and spend big money. Mm-hmm. And they they have one NLCS appearance, which hey, more than some other teams have done in the past five years. But still tough. Tough, tough, yeah. tough. Just it's a tough look. It's yeah, I don't know. Oh, so in part, they were out of compliance with MLB regulations regarding their debt service ratio. That's what happened. So interesting. Yeah, it's a little too much. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's that's where the Xander Bogarts part comes in. It's like, hey, maybe, maybe you don't sign that. What, what team got pinched for? Oh, the Mets. No, well, it wasn't. It was just Bacon, Billy Yeah, Evans. it was the Mets. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Somebody, I, think I, that, I didn't read the article, but somebody ratted him out. <laughs> yeah, he got someone snitched. And then the other thing, though, that came out of that soundbite is how they're taking away players' ability to block the base. Oh, yes. Which is wild to me because that's – all right, so the pitch clock – Trying to avoid injuries? And some of these other innovations, I'm like, okay – I get those to make the game a little bit more current because people have no attention spans and blah, blah, blah. But blocking the base is like part of the art. You know that's what like I mean? That's like someone you can't make contact while rebounding. Right. That, but I, that's a great analogy because that's always been, to me, baseball is art. Like it's a, it's a skill that you have to be like a master at your craft to do. And part of it is blocking the base without it looking like you're blocking the base. You know what I mean? Like sneaking that toe in there, or getting that foot in between the hand and the base. Now they're saying if you just if they see you doing it, it's just going to the runner. In my mind, ever since they imposed the the posy rule at home plate, I've always wondered, like it's just going to be a matter of time 
that they do it on the basis because it's yep. essentially the same thing. You're if you have as a defender, you're getting trying to get in the way, which could lead to injuries for both sides. If, if that's if that's the reasoning, I haven't read like the full story. It has to be. It has to be. Let me check. I got to check that too, because like one thing is like if you don't have the baseball and and it's and it's not coming, because I do see this a lot in Major League Baseball, which is actually illegal and it shouldn't be done. Is I see a lot of deeks too by by defensive players when they don't have the baseball. You can't. It's yes. actually illegal for you to feign double play on a ball when there's no baseball coming to you. So I'm not I'm not sure what this new rule is, but I I'd hope that it's more or less more directed towards players that don't have the ball setting up shop and and the throw is not going to beat the runner getting there early and really blocking the bag without the ball. There's a certain place where you can kind of like, I can see where they can draw the line there and it wouldn't be like that detrimental. But if it's like literally like if you're receiving the baseball, you have to be off the bag. That's bullshit. Like it's, that's terrible. You can't do it that way. You can't receive a baseball. It's dangerous. Actually, it makes it more dangerous. I know that it's like a, like you said, it's illegal, but it's so awesome when dudes fall for the fake. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Like, especially yeah, like the fake, when a guy slides in and breaks his yeah. ankle. That's <laughs> no, Kevin, that's not the funny part. <laughs> it's like, I don't hate <laughs> people's fucking kids. And shit, well, that's, what I'm saying. that's why I don't like it is that someone slides in thinking it's, and they can break their ankle. Like I've seen it happen. I've seen kids literally get hurt with that because they're sliding when they don't need to. They're, they're sliding late because they're, they're reading a ball down going, I got plenty of time. And at the last minute, they see a dude cut across banging like that. And all of a sudden they've got to drop and react at the last second. It's, it's really, really highly dangerous. Like it's a, the, the okay. fake tag. And then I always love the fake throws too. Fake throws are fine. Phantom tags are great. I like, I miss those. We got replay. They killed that one or like uh tag a guy with the ball in your hand, but tag him with your glove with the ball in your hand and then throw to first. And the umpire doesn't notice it. And they call him out. Double play. Ryan Sandberg did that multiple times. Just not stepping on second base. For, oh, yeah. For <laughs> I mean, I think I tagged maybe four times in, in college. I think I may have tagged around it like four times. Never made. It was like, get out. Back in the day, the they old neighborhood play. Yeah. If the throw beats him, he's gone. That's how it used to be. Now it's like, that's how it used to be. Purple drink's gone. We got we to go get some purple drink. Oh, God. Is it called Grimace? <laughs> It's called delicious. We gotta go get some more. <laughs> but uh Bart's all the way downstairs. So far. Oh, it's actually right underneath me. I should just build like a tube. Like you know the ones that at the bank where you put the tube in yes. your car. <laughs> if I can figure out how to do that from here, like right where my hand is to the bar, oh that'd be mad. We'd be cooking with gas then. Last oh, topic. Shit. Do you guys think seeds gets traded to Baltimore now? Cause that dude's not pitching. <laughs> no, homie is not pitching. Gets right away like his first question from his press conference yesterday. They're like, "Oh, he's like they haven't called. If they call, we'll talk like we do with everybody." But sounds like he's sticking to his guns, and that's why this hasn't happened. So you should. You definitely should. And you hate you hate to see injuries, but like he's probably like yes, <laughs> like evil grin. <laughs> I think more than any team in baseball. And I mean, I get there's a reason for it, but the Orioles just don't want to let go of any of those top guys. Yeah. At all. They made it, they're pretty vocal about it. And that's the thing. That's another team where it's like, they could just spend too if they wanted to, but they just refuse. Well, I'm curious to see what happens now with the new ownership. Yeah. Like, do they get in the Jordan Montgomery mix? It would make sense. 
That like if you don't want to pay the money for Blake Snell, okay, but like you could there's just Jordan, Jordan Montgomery is pretty good too. If you don't want to pay the money and you don't want to get rid of the prospects, Jordan Montgomery would be the way to go. Oh, I just saw this. I guess Sacramento is the front runner now to host the A's for twenty twenty five to twenty twenty seven before the yep. Vegas. I Do saw they have that. the facility. The Sacramento. Yeah. The bees, right? Or no cats. the cats, river cats. River yes. cats. Huh. The bees are so stadium. I still stadium. So what day is the game you guys are going to? Friday. That's Friday, the 23rd. Like a week Sub from today? Sub socks. Yep. All right. Just expect a lot of live videos. Reports. Kevin rolling down the hill. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, look. Fitz just ate shit. Oh. Kevin streaking. On the berm. I love that. Call it the berm. Catch a home run berm. ball. Not give it you to You see that kid. guy who, uh, the guy who streaked or ran onto the field in the Super Bowl oh, and how he bet? What was that? No, the real guy that did it, uh, literally. Yeah, that for fake video? yeah, that was a fake video. Yeah, Damn that, it. that actually did it. There's no actual bet to run on the field because right, they never mind that. all the time because they control their own destiny and that's not. Fuck that guy. <laughs> but no, the guy that went on the field, there's like I literally paid forty thousand dollars to go run on the field because he got arrested and all that stuff. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Boo. All right. The guy at the Super Bowl though, he kept his pants on, right? Yeah, he's just shirtless. But- that's yeah, crazy. all these people uh, trying to quote unquote go streaking. We go streaking. We gotta go all the way. Air is over now. We gotta we gotta, we gotta, we gotta put the red. Freak the tank. No. <laughs> yeah. no, that's what I'm saying. No, it's not even streaking. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not even streaking. It's just dumbass on the field. Like, uh, Holy shit! Oh, thanks, Daniel. Hey, guys. With the White Sox hurting our souls for the next six months due to lack of everything, do we think that they hit? Under 30 starters. Do we think that they hit under 30 starters? Daniel, uh, can you clarify that just a little bit more? Like, under 30 starts? Starts? 30, maybe 30, 30 pitchers overall? 30 wins? Maybe just Are they going to go through 30 starters under yeah, over, 30. Like, like rotate because there's oh. so many big starting pitchers, so many bad starting pitchers. They're going to be like going through. Oh, I mean, Pedro's already counting 16 for five starts. Yeah, I'm going to say pitchers. under starting pitchers. Yeah, I'm going to say under. But they can get close. Not by a lot. Not <laughs> by a lot, man. Like <laughs> they can get when close. you when you first. Well, first of all, thank you for the super chat. Much appreciated. And when you first read that question. You're kind of like 30 starting pitchers. Come on. And then you start thinking about it a little bit. You're like, shit, they might get there. I'm going to go under, but not by as much as people might think. Uh, They actually do have some starting pitching depth-ish. You know, there's some names to watch this year. Um, 30 just seems high. Yeah, we we, yeah, we uh, I think Mitch mentioned that when he first came on earlier. We didn't really get into it too much. That Jared Kelly is in the best shape of his life. He better be. That boy got thicker than a snicker <laughs> after he got after he got drafted, and then he started getting hurt. And hopefully, someone sat him down and was like, "Listen, asshole, like, get it. You, you're not going to get this chance again. Like, figure it out because you're letting yourself go and." I think the most has been like 24 or something. Yeah, that's I'm I'm hovering around 24 to 26 in my head. I'm trying to figure. But when you hear that number 30, your first you're like 
instant gut reaction is no way. Right. That's like, there's no way. No it's way. Like, hey, and then you start thinking, then you're like, wait a minute. Because you got to think, okay, let's just assume C starts on the winning day, but then he gets traded. Mm-hmm. So that takes him out. That takes it out a lot of guaranteed innings that you got from him. Yep. So that could be like they, and the two to three guys. Really, and that's the other thing. The Sox don't have any eaters on this team. Yeah. Double I headers. Know, you always have to count for double yep. headers. There's going to be double headers. And I know any eater. Inning eating starting pitching is kind of uh yeah Lance really, Lynn is gone. Is <laughs> he was your well, just in just in general in baseball. In baseball, the, yeah. The guy that's an inning eater is kind of it's like a dinosaur, it's like a dying breed, it endangered yeah. species, if you will. Because now everybody wants to go four or five innings tops and go to the it's pen. That, right? uh, it's that big vaunted you don't want to face the lineup a third time. Yep. Yeah. And you know all the stats, like. But I also really do want to see guys like Nick, uh, Nick Nestree. I want to see him pitch this year. Like, there's guys that are down there that I want to see pitch, but they're not ready right out of the gate. Maybe you get to September, some September call-ups. Davis Martin comes back from Tommy John. He said June. I think he said July, June or July, one of the J months. There you go. Julie, we're always open to suggestion. Go ahead and throw it out there. And we don't really research stuff. That's oh. not the show. <laughs> hey, got it, got it, got it. So obstruction is the act of a fielder who, while not in possession of the ball and not in the act of fielding the ball, impedes the progress of any runner. So if you're not catching the ball, you're oh, not okay. the ball, their point of emphasis is that if you're just that dude that's waiting, the ball's not even close to getting there, and you're still blocking the bag because got it, got it. can't block the – so that's actually – I'm, so, I'm cool with that. I'm cool. If the that. runner's going a second, I can't like straddle the bag, like right. have my left foot you, you blocking can't, unless, the unless path. you're in the process of so if the if the ball's en route, you can. But it can't be like just it out of his hands. It's gotta be like the ball's gotta be getting on you. So, you it. so it's just making sure you don't block too early. You can drop right, down and block as long as you're fielding the ball as you're receiving the ball, but you can't block too soon. So runners on first and second. A lot more subject subjectivity too, by the way. Yeah, guy hits a ground ball. To the left side of the infielder, third baseman is running to third to tag third base to get the lead runner. Can the second baseman be straddling the bag at that point? Because the play is not being done at second base, but can he still no. be blocking? No, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, right. you have to be receiving paints, the ball. He's, he's away from the okay. ball. I mean, that paints a, a much clearer picture in my head. I think the biggest thing is the throw to the third to third in 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 that kind of in, in the spirit of the rule because it's. Probably coming from the left fielder, especially, or obviously from the right fielder, you got that long throw coming through the diamond. You see the ball and you're receiving the ball. And sometimes these guys will drop down on some of those long hop throws. And the ball's not, it's just it's just not there. And you need to you need to clear out for safety. You need to clear oh, out if, if, all right, if this you gotta one, kind of cash in. You gotta kind of know. I'm going with you right away on this. So good friend of the show, Julie says it's hard for me to stay engaged or interested in baseball. That's you're not alone in that. I need a podcast to show me what baseball plays are equivalent to X NFL plays. Okay. I'm going to need a little bit more clarification on what an X NFL play is, but I get it. That's always been the big knock on baseball. You know, unless you're kind of a diehard fan, holding interest is a little tough and that's why they've tried to get the pitch clock in there to keep the game moving. So there's less downtime. Um, I'm going to show you guys a play. It's a long game yeah. though. But it's, it's an understanding game. too, and it's the, the 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 thing too is that the game hasn't. There's a, a lot of beautiful nuance buried deep within the game of baseball, and that's the thing that's hard to sell. 
Yes. Which require like just like what Julie said is is honestly it's it's the idea of knowing what to look for. You 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 got there is it in the game there are layers upon layers upon layers of games within the games and mm-hmm. everything is going and there's so many moving parts all at once cuz it's the most individualistic team sport there is and you've got all these guys all operating on this level and you you know it, people don't see some of the things like shifting uh. you know deepening up or or taking it you know taking an extra step or you know and then of course yes you, you know on a football term how do you know what how important is this in the scheme of a game like when are you supposed to get excited like is it a, you know a guy just gets a base hit is that when i'm supposed to get really amped or is it you know a first and third situation with nobody out is this like a is this a <laughs> you know inside the red zone kind of moment i guess maybe but i get it i get it and there's makes it more the obvious plays like you're saying there's the obvious plays like a a gap shot or a home run like when the whole crowd is going wild but then there's the fraction of like hardcore baseball fans where there's a runner on second and a righty batter sits back on a pitch and puts it down into right field just so that runner can advance. You're like, fuck yeah, that's good baseball. But I get how like a more common fan or someone that's not as digging, it was just like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. and that comes to your- said, and I get that. I get it though. And I've never held that against people. I've never held it against the baseball is boring people because there's things that I watch that are just like, well, I don't really get like, I feel like baseball is almost like, a very athletic version of chess. Mm-hmm, absolutely. There's a lot of, a lot of There's a lot of strategy, strategery. There's a lot of Gamesmanship. stuff like that. Yeah. There, it, I think you said it perfectly with the game inside the game. And it's very hard for the casual fan to get that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, especially if someone who's never played the game or is not that into the game, it's kind of hard to point that out. And I guess to answer your question, Julie, to kind of, get a little bit more where this game is interesting to you. Well, drugs and booze helps, but also, (laughs) you know, trying to just understand situations that are better for your team. Like I said, like advancing a runner in a scoring position or, you know, just heady plays almost. And that comes with watching the game a little bit more than usual. You know, it it is kind of hard, but. I do recommend learning to keep score too. Learning to keep score, keep score is a great way to pay attention to the pitch by pitch moments because you're obviously you're you're obviously paying attention because you're you're transcribing what's happening to in front of you. That's one of my favorite things to do. I don't I, to this day I still enjoy keeping like keeping book mm-hmm. keeping books great and it keeps like I said it keeps you so engaged because you can all of a sudden start seeing something in front of you. Like say for example, you're watching a game and you've got a score sheet in front of you and you see you know this guy's. 0 for 3, and he's had a rough day compared to the guy hitting behind him who's maybe got three hits. You might not notice that watching a game in general, but if you're looking on your scorebook, you're like, oh, I already, I remember that. It makes you pay attention. Yeah, but it, it, all it right. a little bit. I used to keep score at home watching the game from my couch. This is, but oh, this is a good point, though. Julie says, people always tell me that football is slow and boring. I don't understand that. I find that crazy, but now I know how I must score. Obviously, something like this is very subjective. Like, it's very to each their own type shit. But I guess to put it in comparison, like it's late in a football game and the player who's running the ball realizes I need to stay in bounds to keep this clock moving. So instead of running out of bounds, he stops, takes the hit. Or if a guy intercepts a ball late in the game, instead of trying to be the hero and running for a touchdown, he just goes down. That's strategy. That's a guy using his head and making a good play and stuff like that. in baseball is like going opposite field to move the runner or, you know, 
making a hell of a play to get the lead runner out or taking the care of the if you have Salvador Perez on second and Bobby Wood Jr. on first, making the play so you get Bobby Witt out because you know Salvador is going to be the base clogger. It's using in football your football IQ and in baseball there's a baseball IQ. And I think that's kind of where you're seeing it. And, again, the only way to really know when that's happening is, one, you can go off of the crowd, or, two, just to kind of get a little bit better understanding of the rules of the game because it is like the guy in football not running out of bounds or making that or late Mitch game Trubisky, interception. like throwing it 40 yards on. Yeah, or, on. yeah, or Mitch trying to get a fourth overtime. and two and closing his eyes and screaming out Leroy Jenkins and throwing it as far as he can. Or but, just not knowing the overtime rules. Imagine being a player to not knowing Jesus, the Jesus, that was wild. And I heard people were trying to take, like, the 49er side, like, oh, these guys, they didn't even know. the Bro, you get paid millions Definitely of fucking dollars to that. play a sports it's college football. You, you know the rules. Defer? I defer immediately for the, for, for the fans. If not, you know what you got to do. Just like for those fans who were taking the 49ers side and Kyle Shanahan side, just look at the just look up the uh, mic'd up uh, footage yep. and yeah. look at the reaction that the Chiefs players had um, when when they saw that the 49ers took the ball. And that's yep. that's all <laughs> you need to know about that. I did want to share this play with the the obstruction rule. Yes. Um, ooh. you guys ready? All right. Yep. So this play would be obstruction. That what? would be obstruction. Look where, his left, look where his left leg is. Yeah, he's not supposed to be there. Actually, he's supposed to be. He, you can't straddle like that. Yeah, that's that's that okay. absolutely obstruction. That's absolutely obstruction. Yeah, that's I'm fine with that. So that's look, something that before. Can I uh, can I point out where he's right. wrong? Is where he shouldn't be there. He sh- his actually he should be fielding the baseball. His front left foot should be touching the front right corner of the bag, closest to the pitcher's mound. That's where his left foot should be if he's receiving properly. You don't straddle the bag on that. You let it get deep, and then you take a good angle and you come back with your tag to get down. That's I mean, no, he's that's a bad that's that's fine. Yeah, I mean, in, that's bullshit. in this example that you're showing, he has his whole from his knee to yeah. his foot is blocking that bag. He straddled across the back. Look at that. Look where his knee is. <laughs> that's terror. That's bullshit. And you don't even have the ball. You're still over here swiping. And then I also wanted you ask uh and Luis Robert got hurt on that play. So yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy. I also wanted to ask you guys. Um the problem with it. That's good. Uh Not what do you guys think about Sonic. PCA's Wait. new hair? Jesus, the blue, blue hair, dude. This kid kind of sucks. I'm just saying. Oh, come on. Only a ginger. using your pants if it was Lou Bob. Only a ginger would dye his hair. No, Lou Bob's already had different colored hair. Not blue. I'm just saying, though, from what you guys have told me about some of his interviews, it looks like a Muppet, that he kind of yeah. carries himself. And then the fact in that picture, he just has the, like, I shotgun monster energy drinks look. Like, bro, I mean, I'm love, all for it. I love offspring, bro. Like, I'm not knocking it. It's just from what you guys have told me about this kid, and then p- to put this on top of it, oh, does he have a real high pitched voice? He kind of looks like he he's a real bra high a lot. Do you think he says bra a lot? I feel like he no. says bra a lot. No, no, just seems like a bah. seems like a 21 year old. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, not at really least, for not. me, but yeah. I just you guys he's the way you make you guys make it sound like he's kind of annoying and he's kind of he loves himself. No, he's annoying to other teams. Yeah, he's gonna piss everybody else off, and he's gonna he, Cub fan. If he was if he wasn't on the Cubs, would you think would you be total slap dick? Okay, but uh, like that's... not really because I don't like people thought that about Bryce Harper, but I never really like hated Bryce Harper a lot. 
Okay, well, he just plays here, it. He plays it like a troll a little bit. He trolls. PCA it. was very annoying. Him. He's a very nice guy, though. He gave my kids' teammates an autos, an auto bet. Oh shit! At his first game, that's from Ian. All right, if he's a good guy, then I, fuck I just it. don't like. I'm not the kind of guys that throw gear. And that's the thing that I, I hope he controls over time. Throwing gear is kind of a sign of mental weakness to me. It's a red flag as far as toughness. It means your emotions can't. I mean, if you can't control yourself in that moment, then how can what you control it? yourself in the moment prior? And so, there's yeah. moments where you can throw your shit, but I, I, he throws his gear a lot. Um, that's one thing in body language he could probably do a little better. <laughs> Daniel said Luis Robert would only dye his hair blue if Domino started sponsoring the pizzas that he was unfortunately ordering. It's true. He Dude, gets the logo Louis, like right on top. Yeah, it's, it has so, all the colors of. I do. Have to say, I know the only a, thing. The only thing I don't like about the blue hair thing. Is that I know it's going to be used against them if you struggle, and I like that's just going to be the easy thing. Like, oh look at this fucking freak! Like, how how about you focus more on your swing than your hair? Which you know, Ooh, it oh, takes kind of opens to the door. It takes ten minutes to dye your hair. Produce and it doesn't matter. For welcome twenty-four to, hours of the day, ten minutes to dye your hair. To White Sox Twitter, where if Yohan Moncada never made a music video, or Luis Robert didn't box in pink box. Exactly, zones, Kevin. Or... It doesn't matter. But you know, some fans will oh, seriously yeah. have that. Mm-hmm. Oh, mind. without a doubt. <laughs> <But laughs> I know this isn't like uh, extreme breaking news or like the biggest hot take ever, but I think I really think that Luis Robert got a taste last season of what it's like to be the face of a franchise or a star major league baseball player. And I know he likes to hype himself up on his Instagram. I mean, he's a young kid, you know, whatever social media is everything, but uh, I think this is going to be the year where he goes from like, he's a really good player to like, he's a fucking superstar in this league. I mean, he's going to be Mike Trout comps. He's going to be the, the diamond in the rough, if you will, on this team. Cause he's, there's going to be like the only good thing. Then, about the yeah. <laughs> but I feel like we still haven't seen full potential Luis Robert yet. Oh, and definitely I think, yeah. it, I think that gets unlocked year. this year. Okay. So you think yeah, even last year he got benched at the end, at the end of April. Yeah. So for think, a little bit. He becomes full Godzilla now at this point. You think this is like where he I like really do potential. It's like 40, like 40 season hits 300 gold glove again. So, Cause it's going to like, go down. You're going to get 40, 40. I don't well, think that would be his full 40. potential. I think. I, think. Uh, I, I, I don't know about the 50, 60, 60, what was it? 50, 50. Jesus. Well, Cunha had 40, 80, but I mean, he got the Adidas sponsorship. He sees himself in the top 30 players in MLB on this list. Cause you know, he watches that shit. He's got some other deals, but he's also seeing guys that he knows and like he like he's a big uh uh what's the dude's name in texas that had an insane postseason Adolis garcia heard. yeah he's a big Adolis garcia fan and like he's seeing his boy doing it on the biggest stage and getting paid and getting these endorsements and doing all the stuff that he wants to do and he's in a major city i know they don't spend like they are but he's in a major city in chicago and if he wants it man he could be one of those guys. He could be up there with a Ronald Acuna and all these other dudes that are from around his neck of the woods that are making it big, making a lot of money, getting these sponsorship deals, getting all these this shit done. And I really feel like he can do it. And he again, he's posting all these videos. But yeah, and I, I agree with you, Baloney. I don't think he wants to lose 101 games again. 
her prediction for Luis Robert Jr. 2024. He What's will that? hit 45 at least 45 home runs. I fucking love that prediction. <laughs> I did not. Really, yeah, he got pretty. He he was at 38. Yep. Last year. Yeah, and I don't know, man. I feel like he's. I don't know if guys are going to be on base, but no, he's going to lead the league in solo homers. But (laughs) I feel like last year we'll look back at the 2023 season as the start of his prime. Well, it was, it was his first full season. It was just like, well, well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't have any protection in this lineup really as of right now, unless (laughs) unless the lawyer Moncada or somebody like, I still think Moncada is going to have a big year. So he, He's going to need to do a lot of it on his own, but I really think this no, he's, is the he's year that we see Luis Robert go from like, oh, yeah, that dude's good to like, that dude's a fucking superstar in this league. But that, but I do think I'm, I'm like, like, what are his odds for MVP? Oh, I don't know. Right now, he was hovering around like plus 800 all the way up to plus 1200 last year. Odds 24. Here we go. Uh, oh, that's tw- here we go. He is currently to be the AL MVP plus six thousand. Plus five thousand on FanDuel, plus five thousand on Bet MGM. No points bets listed. But now see that's up. a tough that's a tough bet though, because he's gonna be playing on a dog shit team. And I know that's an age old debate of plus nine thousand for RBI leader. What does ML MVP mean? Because to different people it means different things. It's hard for a guy. It's hard for a guy on a dog shit team. There is only one. No, I was about to say Andre Dawson. No, no, Shohei Otani, guys. Mike Trout. They've been on shit Angels teams. They've won MVPs. And guess who? And guess who's no longer in the AL? Shohei Otani. I think that would be a a solid bet. Andre Dawson was the first MVP on a last place team in 1987. Who has the Who has the best odds right now? Judge probably. For AL MVP, yeah, Judge. I'm trying to think of who else could it be. Seager for the Rangers. Yeah, Seager. Adol is shit. If he rolls that, uh, if he rolls that Judge is plus 550. Uh, Juan Soto plus 600. Oh, Seager, no, plus 850. Alvarez plus 950. J-Rod. Alvarez should not win MVP. He doesn't play the field. I think that's bullshit. J-Rob plus 1,200, Tucker plus 15, Gunner, your man, your dude, Gunner Henderson, plus plus 2,000, Trout plus 2,000. Wow, those are great odds for Trout. Shit. For like a just normal Trout year. He's getting older, man. He's getting older. He's getting older. Just a normal, healthy Trout season is is an MVP season. And you want to talk about batting in a lineup with no protection. uh, Luis Roberts down there, but uh, Eloy plus 8,000. No, that's oh. Eloy might hit forty bombs this year, but he ain't gonna be an MVP. Well, he needs to just, he needs to start hitting the ball in the air to do that. Yeah. What are our national <laughs> leagues? Uh, Acuna's got to be top dog. Oh yeah, Acuna. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus uh, Freddie Freeman plus nine hundred. Otani plus one thousand. Harper plus twelve hundred. Olson plus twelve hundred. Tatis plus twelve hundred. Turner twenty two. Corbin Carroll, 25, Alonzo, 25, Riley, 25, Lindor, 25, Goldschmidt, 3,000, Machado, 3,000, Aaron. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. Plus six for Bogart. Otani at plus 1,000 might not be bad to throw a little load on. 
Yeah. That's interesting. But now, so to my point of it's hard to win MVP on a shitty team, which although that's a good point with you guys from the Angels, it could be hard to be win MVP on a really good team like the Dodgers because everybody's going to eat on that team. So you're not going to look like that big of a – you know what I mean? Like – well, I was going to say the same. What, the other reason I like the Robert, if you do think he's going to make that big jump this year, maybe Judge and Soto split votes with the Yankees. Could be. Mm-hmm. They I, don't in there. I don't know if he'll win MVP, but I know he won't finish the year at plus 6,000. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Those are fantastic odds, I think. Those are fantastic. Uh, I wish you could, like, bet that he'll be in the top like five or something like that because I feel like he can be there but I don't think he'll win it it's interesting though it's something to keep an eye on definitely something to keep an eye on at least one eye maybe both maybe all three maybe three yeah. oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> trying to think now no nah? mm, I don't know okay. like I said I'm going to be excited about the White Sox until they tell me not to be excited about the White Sox, which could come pretty quick. But I mean, it is spring training, by the way. You mentioned this, Daniel. Uh, it is always a good annual thing to watch the George Brett yep. shit your pants video uh, as a yep. tradition for every spring training. It's the greatest thing ever. 100% you should. I was about to plug the free ticket giveaway. We probably should have did that in hour one of this marathon. <laughs> Oops. I'm not even I'm not even going to do it right now. There's We're still just... some time. There's still plenty oh, no, of time. I know, but ain't nobody listening. The, the 12 people watching this shit are going to be the only people that listening on Spotify. Or if you if you're listening on Spotify and we're at the two and a half hour mark, I love you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're doing with your life, but you're listening to this two and a half hours in. Well, maybe they paused it. I love you. They could have paused it and just watched like maybe a little at a time and still Kind of I'll like say pause it. it right now. Go over to YouTube, either on your computer or maybe you have an app, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. It's like Thank four you. episodes of uh, you know Masters of the Air, except it's us. Yes, yeah. it's a great show. Masters of I gotta the Air. I got to watch this new one. It's tough. Crap. It's a tough episode. It's a tough one. That show gets me, dude. Because my grandpa was uh, the guy who looked. He was the bombardier, dude. And he did his 26 missions, and they told him to go home. He went home for two weeks and then came back and did another 18. He set the record. Oh, dang. That's awesome. So watching that shit, though, was wild, man, because he talked about it later on in life, and I still got a box of, like, his medals and stuff like that. But, like, to see it and to see, like, the shit he probably sat through and, like, that's just it's wild, dude. I've been watching it with my mom because it was obviously her dad, so it was just, like, it's crazy. Yep. Hey, Spielberg does that. Him and Tom Hanks, you put those two together, they they bring the, the World War II. Yeah, they're doing a movie, too. Hanks is a ship captain or some shit like that. It already came out. The submarine, or the the the, the one that's on uh, iTunes, or Apple TV Plus. Oh, well, that's why I saw it, because I watched the Masters of the Air, and when I left the TV on when it was over, and they started showing previews to other shit, and I just looked over, and there was Tom Hanks. Let's hold on. Is there a Spielberg number coming? Uh... No, it's Masters of the Air. Okay, so yeah, it's the um, what is it called? WW two. It's he's a a Greyhound. Greyhound. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's the Battle of uh, the Atlantic. Wait a minute. Why is there videos of Julio Rodriguez taking BP as a lefty? What? Probably just messing around. So somebody tweeted out, I'm convinced Julio could decide to be a switch hitter if he wanted to. 
And Julio quote tweeted it and just said maybe with the emoji of a shrug. And now he's they just put out a video of him doing BP all lefty, and this swing looks beautiful. It looks like Griffey's. If he becomes a switch hitter, dude, good lord. Good lord. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Hoodie Maben tweeted this thing today, and it says, Blue Jays team plane trying to take off with Vlad, Manoa, Kirk, and Vogelbach on board. And it's this big old jet just bouncing up and down on the runway. And it's oh. pretty funny. Danny fucking burgers. Danny fucking yeah, Danny bacon. Putin, eh? Danny fucking burgers. All right, fellas, let's let's put a bow on this. Hey, y'all, remember, man, jail's temporary. Memories are forever. Just go ahead and punch that motherfucker in the mouth. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. to all of you, to everybody that hung out with us on a Friday night. We appreciate all of you. And uh, that was probably one of the funniest tweets, Daniel, and I will give it its pen. So when they were, the White Sox were doing that fun fact video, uh, Jake Etter, he goes, oh, my fun fact is I'm ambidextrous. And someone quote tweeted and was like, bro, you had an ERA over 11 as a righty. Maybe you're a lefty. <laughs> that was good. Every That's once good. in a while, I see a tweet where I just sit there and I'm just like, uh, that was good. That was tweet know, Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was a very good tweet. Good timing, good everything. But <laughs> for Fids, Aldo, I'm Zo. For all of you that stuck around all night, cheers. And uh, we will be back at our normal time next week. Uh, so we'll see you guys Wednesday at 8 o'clock. This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the boy, yeah Every season they get all changed Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the boy, yeah Every season they get all changed Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah can put it on a boy, yeah. Put it on a boy. Every season, make it all change.